Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark.
talk.
Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Earth to Sunny, I can't hear a word you're saying. I think you got yourself on mute, my friend. No response. Sonny, are you there? At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chain Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chain Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chain Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Ching Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychinglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. 
Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Hustle Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Raleigh Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at hustleinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. This is an interesting story. 
Uh, big time story, by the way. Um, you know, when you're talking about a football team where you and I both looked at, I wrote it down. We both had the Indianapolis Colts winning this division. Let everybody know what you thought about this situation with the uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck. Well, Sonny, I mean, I think my reaction was the same way. Ninety-nine percent of of football fans, not just Colts fans, are, are in mourning right now, but football fans in general. I think I've had the same reaction that ninety-nine percent of them did. I was like, "Huh? Did I just read that right?" Andrew Luck is what? He's retiring. And, you know, and I thought about it for a second. I was like, I I see why, though. Um, and it has nothing to do with his productivity. Look, he's just – now, I didn't know about the mental stuff. So whatever he's going through mentally, you know, I, I hope he gets through it. But physically, look, he's beat up. And, and I think there's no question. You know, just the – the, the injuries, the, the, the lingering injuries that he's had, uh, I just think that's what kind of caused him to go through the, through the uh, mental uh, situation that he's going through right now. And, you know, look, w- when your job is not fun anymore, especially playing the game of football when it's your job and it's just not fun anymore, then there's a problem because the Playing sports should always be fun, and you should you should do it until it's no longer enjoyable. And for Andrew Luck, it got to that point where it was no longer enjoyable for him. And in all honesty, as sad as, as it is to see him go, I think he made the right decision. If well, the mental if part he's saying I, is true. Yeah, the mental part of it, Cuervo, kind of makes sense to me. It, it's not a mental that he's you know. It's the constant busting your butt to try to get back and just to take, you know, you take two steps forward and four steps back, you know, as far as that's concerned. And coming back after the comeback player of the year um, and getting hurt again, again, um, and, you know, I don't know when the injury happened or whatever. It's just a long road to to hope. And, so that's the mental part of it, it is not being able to do what you like to do. I think, but I, you know, the mental portion of it, I don't think it's because he's nuts or anything like that. It's more of, you know, can I do it again? And maybe he doesn't want to do it again, you know, and that I get, it makes sense to me. Football is a very physical sport. If you get an opportunity to sit down near the walls uh, in an indoor football game, okay, You'll see how physical this football game really is. You can only see so much from 20 yards back in an NFL stadium. Go watch some of these young guys out there busting their butt to try to make it to the NFL in an indoor football game and see how physical this game is. And this guy has been taking a beating for years and years and years and years and years in reality. But, I, you know, I questioned a couple of things, and I talked about it in the first segment, Cuervo. I don't know how much of it you heard. But as a fan, I think I'm pissed off. Not – and because I want to know when they knew before I put my money down for season tickets this year. Cuervo, this, this is a big-time hit because I got news for you. I, I'll say, even Jacksonville Jaguar fan, and, and we had a quarterback like a – if we had a quarterback like a Andrew Luck and I plugged down the money, it wasn't going to be for anybody else but, but a quarterback. They had to be able to do, you know, bring somebody on to bring me to that game. 
And the quarterback, let, let's be honest, that is the reason why people go catch these football games. Yeah, defense always gets some stuff, you know, but it's usually about the quarterback. I think I'd be a little bit torqued after I popped down thousands of dollars for a season tickets only to have Andrew Luck two weeks before the season call it quits. Yeah, you know, that is going to be the interesting – that's going to be the next topic, I think, with this whole thing is when did the Colts find out, you know, how long did they keep it hush-hush? Uh, or was it just one of those things where Andrew Luck himself decided, you know what, I'm not going to give any uh, hints, I'm not going to tell anyone, I'm just going to do it? And if that's the case, I think I think that uh, Andrew Luck could have gone about it a little different. I think he should have given the Colts a head And, you know, on top of that, how long, how long ago did he make the decision in his mind? I don't think he woke up yesterday, Sonny, and said, you know what? I think I'm going to renounce my retirement today. I don't think that's yep. the way this, this thing went down. I think this was planned. I think I agree with you. Um, um, you know, how long it's been planned, ah, who, who the heck knows. And, you know, I, I think uh, people found it interesting – I forget who it was that had interviewed his father, uh, Oliver Luck, and people keep saying that he was just kind of hinting around that that Andrew was just not there physically. Um, now that doesn't automatically mean you're thinking like, oh God, he's going to retire at 29. Like that's that's not the first thought you have. Um, but I guess if you really think about it, the signs were there. I mean, he just physically, he just wasn't uh he wasn't where he wanted to be and i think that's what started messing with him from a, a, a mental standpoint so you know it just it's just really surprising sonny i just I, when i saw it come across the screen yesterday i i just couldn't believe it well you you said you said something that really kind of intrigued me in that last one is, is that you kind of seen that comment i didn't I mean, this is left field. For, well, hold on. Let me let me just kind of preface this is that I'm not the brightest bulb in the package by any stretch. But this guy coming off of the uh, comeback player of the year, I didn't even in my back of my mind realize that the, he was dealing with the injury so bad that it's finally going to say that's enough for him. After a season that he had, by the way, which was fantastic, he deserved the NFL uh, Comeback Player of the Year because he was just that good. And the future looked bright for the Indianapolis Colts going into the 2019 season because they needed some shades. Uh, and I'll tell you, you, you and I picked the Indianapolis Colts to win this division for a reason. And it wasn't because of what was going on on the defense. It wasn't because of the wide receivers. The reason why we picked the Indianapolis Colts to win this division was because of one dude. One dude. And if I would have even seen that, that if I had an inkling about Andrew Luck deciding to retire or not being the guy that he would, I would have dropped him down a little bit more on on the uh, list there. So, that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. Every Sunday morning, you can catch us at the week number one of the NFL at 9 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. We'll do this one more time, uh, 12 to 3 next week. But now we got a lot of things to talk about. Without Andrew Luck, if you honestly think that the Indianapolis Colts, regardless where you put them in the division, are going to remain the same, unless you pick the Indianapolis Colts, to finish last, and I don't think many people did after the year that we saw of Andrew Luck. 
the status of the Indianapolis Colts has got to change dramatically. I mean, dramatically, not just maybe take a slot down, but because they're going to Jacoby Brissett as their starting quarterback now. And Cuervo, let's just be honest, that's just not good enough, and you know it, right? Nowhere near good enough, Sonny. I agree 100%. So they're in a they're in a bad position now, Cuervo. So let, let's beg the question. We already know Brissett is not the guy that's going to be able to lead him through a whole season. We've already seen that back here. All right, two years ago, we've seen him take over and we've seen what that is, and it's not pretty. Now for a one or two game stretch, hey, you just put up with the Jacoby Brissett, okay? But you're asking a guy to go ahead and say lead us to the promised land. It's not going to be Jacoby Brissett. So Cuervo. You know, I, I got the T's out there. I got the guy. And I got a 1B as well, but the 1B probably isn't going to happen. But I'm going to tell you, I got the guy that they need to go for, Cuervo. So I'm going to hold on to mine. Cuervo, what do the Indianapolis Colts do at the quarterback position? Do they stand pat with Jacoby uh, Brissett? What do you think that they need to do? Well, they did it last time. And, I mean, for a couple of years it worked out, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, did it? This, this did it work? I mean, really, did it work out, Cuervo? Not for a little while. It, it wasn't <laughs> obviously. It's not the solution for the next ten years because luck only seven years. But um, I mean, the last time he went through this, where a quarterback uh, left the team, doesn't matter how it happened, but the, the guy was gone. Um, you know, that next year they. They stunk the joint up and wound up getting another opportunity. So, you know, I, I think the Colts have to look at, okay, well, who's going to be – who's the big name coming out of college this coming up season? And, I mean, I guess I guess the guy from Oregon would probably be the best option, right? I mean, I can't think of off the top of my head who's the next big quarterback that's going to be coming out of college next year. Regardless, whoever it is, I think the Colts have to make a decision. Do they stick with Brissett and see if they wind up getting top two pick, getting one of those quarterbacks coming out of college, or do they go after a veteran? I, Sonny, I personally think they're going to stick with Brissett, and the reason I say that is because I don't think they can afford to go get another quarterback right now because the other part, and I don't want to steal your thunder here, is the financial part. Uh, in the in the agreement that they made with Andrew Luck, so oh yeah, I don't know if they can afford to go get another quarterback. So oh, they might yeah, just they wind up sticking with Brissett. Cuervo, Cuervo, I, I I I've had this in my mind for a long time. Since I heard about it, there was just one name that came to my mind because there was only one. It it, it only made sense to me because I'm going to put it out there. The Indianapolis Colts need to pick up the telephone. And they need to make a telephone call to a team that's a little bit south of them and a backup quarterback in New Orleans. They need to go after Teddy Bridgewater. Cuervo, this is the only guy, okay, that has got the experience, that has got wins underneath his belt, that can play this position. And the the, the fact that if they haven't picked up, hey, listen, I want my cut because if they haven't thought about this, I just gave them the idea. Now, 
listen, I'm not going to say that Teddy Bridgewater is going to take the Indianapolis Colts to the playoffs. I'm not saying that, okay? Because the simple fact of the matter is, is that you, when when you talk the Indianapolis Colts um, without an Andrew without an Andrew Luck, do you talk about them being into the in, in I don't the playoffs? Think so, Jim. Of course not. You don't talk about that. But if you want a respectful quarterback that has got the veteran backup that has the leadership skills, Teddy Bridgewater right now is about the only one they can get. With what you're talking about, as far as the money is concerned, because this guy's not making a lot of money. This guy wants to get back out on the football field. This guy wants to prove that he can do what he did in Minnesota before that injury. Before that injury, this we were talking about Teddy Bridgewater, you know, right up there in the top ten of, of NFL quarterbacks before that injury. So right now, Cuervo, I think he's about the real only option besides the going to what you're talking about. Just call the season off, and then we'll see what we can do in the um, in, in the draft. But that sucks. We're not even at week number one, and we're already throwing in the towel for the Indianapolis Colts. I, you know, because let's be honest, well, I, I, I moved them down to last place in this division, Cuervo. Yeah, I think everybody has, Sonny. But I mean, honestly, I, I say that. Um, you already have a Teddy Bridgewater-like guy in percent. I know it sounds crazy, and you're going to laugh at me. No experience, though. Their styles are the Experience, though, Cuervo. Cuervo, experience. Listen, Jacoby Brissett, he's a good talent, but he doesn't have any experience of winning. And, and, and listen, the Indianapolis Colts need experience with winning. And I will tell you right now, if you want to try to win, or at least try to, try to fake winning you go out and get a guy that has done it before more so than with a backup quarterback that has done nothing in the nfl i'm sorry he backed up tom brady that's great evidently the education didn't wear off very well because he's not that he's not that good so i mean so if you're gonna try to fool some or at least put in motion that Listen, this is not a dead season. We're going to try our best. You've got to go out and get a guy. And listen, Teddy Bridgewater could be gotten. Bridgewater does not want to be backing up a Hall of Fame quarterback and not get his chance to see the football field because he's not going to see the football field because Drew Brees is going to go down. This guy's one of the most healthier quarterbacks in the NFL. He very rarely gets hurt. I would be on the phone saying, listen, get me get me up to Indianapolis. And the good thing about that is they're not in the same division of football. True. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know if that's gonna happen. So you think you think the Saints would get rid of Teddy Bridgewater? Why not? I mean, why do they need him? Why, I mean, why would you keep Teddy Bridgewater if you, you know, maybe you can get it, maybe you can get a draft pick out of him. I don't know how much, I mean, maybe third or fourth round, I don't know. I don't know what you can really realistically think you could get for him. But, I mean, I, I think you've got to at least try, Cuervo, don't you think? Um, I think they're going to go after, they might go after a veteran. I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the guy. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to go after someone. I, I have to sit down and really think about, go through all the teams and see who would be a good fit for them. I, I don't know. If, I, I know you're a big fan of Teddy. I, I know that, Sonny. 
I am. I wanted them uh, for Jacksonville. If they didn't get Nick Foles, I wanted them in Jacksonville. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that uh, there's probably other options that they may be looking into. Um, I don't here's think a, Teddy here's a suggestion, Cuervo. How about Nick Mullen from, from San Francisco? Uh, and that's coming from my man, Art Clarkson. Uh, he throws it out there. What do you think about Nick Mullen taking over that? I, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think I think the guy's got talent, but I think if you want to go into the season, you want experience with maybe a, you know a hint of wanting to try to win instead of just blow the season up and not even try. Now, I, I mean, Mullins has less experience than Brissett, so you're you're pretty much. Yeah, I think you're downgrading if you go from Brissett to Mullins. Um, so I don't think that's the direction they would go. I. I See, Sonny, that, he this is something I'm going to have to think San about Francisco. over He didn't do too no. bad, but at the same time, no. but at the same time, they didn't produce W's. And you know, I I don't know. I mean, where where you're at as far as you're thinking, how much he could actually bring in W's? Because listen, we we talked about the Colts getting better, especially in the secondary this past season. Uh, much better as far as this team is concerned. I mean, we're, we're not we're not putting Indianapolis at the top of this division unless they're going to win some football games. So you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, this, this is a real bad situation for a football team because we're going to find out right away if they're just going to call this season off. And again, if I'm a season ticket holder, I think I'm a little bit torqued off at both. I think I'm torqued off at Andrew Luck. All right, for yeah, you know, because that's the reason why I'm buying the ticket. It isn't for anybody else. It's because of Andrew Luck. Let's be honest. So that having been said, I'm also mad at the Colts. At, you know, going back to how long did they know this before I put my money down? Yeah, well, and, and how long did the Colts know? But how, you know, that's all on Andrew Luck. You know, did he ever tell them? And if he did, how long ago did he tell them? You know, that, that, that's the, the million dollar question is who knew and how long have they known? You know, and, and to me, I, this is one of those things, honey, where, you know, the saying is, is you know, uh, secrets don't get better over time. Um, that's true. That to me, this this is this is a bad one. Like, I mean, for the Colts' sake, it's good that it happened over the preseason. But we're talking Absolutely. about week three. This is this is supposed to be your dress rehearsal weekend. Um, this is supposed to be the week that you see how your team is going to look over the season, and to get this type of news. Over this week, that's again it's that's preseason, tough. and that's and that's yeah, it, it's it's because it sets the tone now for the Colts for the whole season. Um, had this happened in week one of the preseason, yeah, it it still sucks. But you think about it, now you've got the whole preseason to look at Absolutely. other options for quarterback. Absolutely. And they did right, Cuervo. So there was no indication in reality, you know, at the beginning of the preseason that this is coming from Andrew Luck. Because if that had been the case, they would have been burning up the phone lines to get a a decent backup quarterback for this football team, knowing they're going to go the whole season without Andrew Luck. Put it this way, Sonny. Two weeks from right now, as we're talking, 
from right this moment, the Indianapolis Colts will be playing the first game of the regular season. Two weeks. They have two, two weeks, weeks to figure out. Two who weeks. Their quarterback and you're starting with Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, I, you know, RG, uh, Clarkson threw out RG three, but I, I, you're not going to get RG three from Baltimore because he's the same same guy as their starting quarterback. And plus, there were some injury issues in reality, from what I'm hearing um, up there in Baltimore at their quarterback position. So I don't think. I mean, you got the one-two punch. You got the younger guy uh, that can, that plays a different type of game, and you got RG three that plays that game. I don't think we'll see RG three make the move. Uh, and, but then again, it's all about how much money or what the package is going to be dealt. Um, but I don't think if I'm the the Indianapolis Colts that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say yeah RG three. That's the I I just don't see that. Um, just more in the fact that we know that potential. And I get back to Teddy Bridgewater. We don't know that potential. That potential was cut short because of a devastating injury that kept him out of the uh, NFL for a year and a half. And then all of a sudden, this guy doesn't know how to play the game anymore, at least uh, their football teams and or the Minnesota Vikings. But, uh, yeah, looking into the uh, – looking into, obviously, regardless what happens this year, the Indianapolis Colts are definitely going to have to get their uh, scouts out uh, and watch all the football that's going to be happening in college football because, listen, the Indianapolis Colts are going to be on the top of the list. They're trying to get whatever quarterback that's going to be there. Listen, you don't go to Peyton Manning uh, to to Andrew Luck. Listen, the, the expectations of what Andrew Luck was, listen, this is a team that let Peyton Manning walk. Okay? They let him go. Say, nope, we got it. Andrew Luck, this is our guy. So, I guess I'm going to ask you, Cuervo, you know, really simple. I called it, and I have been inundated with so many messages, even from my man Adam Shackelford, and he, listen, you look at the expectations of what Andrew Luck was supposed to do for the Indianapolis Colts, I think you can finally, I'm, I'm going to say it, he's a bust. Cuervo, Andrew Luck, yeah, yeah, I said it. He is a bust. And and it's not because he didn't play well. And it's not because they didn't protect him. I don't want to go through it. I've been reading off. It's more the fact that you're talking about expectations of what this guy was supposed to do for Peyton Manning. So based upon the expectations, he played well for a few seasons. Uh, they got blown out in the AFC championship games. He made it to the playoffs. But really, in reality, when you look at it, Cuervo, I'm doing it. I'm calling it. And it's because of expectations, not because he wasn't a good quarterback, not because he wasn't tired as being the guy, but the simple fact of the matter is the end results of what Indianapolis was hoping to get from him, this guy ended up being a bust in reality. Not only that, how much money did you end up throwing in the guy's pocket and he's not even playing and you're going to give him more for not even playing? I think the expectations puts him in a bust. What do you think, Cuervo? Is Andrew Luck an NFL quarterback bust? Overall, Sonny, I would say, uh, you know, over, uh, let's 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 break down what he did over his what okay. seven years that he played. He played. Yep. What, it was I think if I read right, it was like eighty-five out of one hundred and twelve games or something like that, right? Okay, so he missed forty games. So he played in about two thirds of his, you know, of the games that he could have played. 
miss one season because of the shoulder stuff like that. He was playing well. Uh, he was really good, like really good. Mm-hmm. How long was that span, though? What would you say? It's probably about three years that he was, you know, considered a top five quarterback in the NFL. Yes. I'd say three, maybe four years. Uh, I think he made three or four Pro Bowls, something like that, in seven years. So, for the time that he did play, um, he absolutely was not a bust. But when we look back at it, is he going to be a Hall of Famer? No. Is he going to be uh, a candidate for the Colts Ring of Honor? Uh, debatable. Maybe. Maybe. Yep. Um, but I don't think he's ever going to wear a yellow jacket. To say that he was a bust, that's a tough one. I'm not going to say he is. I'm not going to say he's not. It's just, it just, I guess how, it depends on how you look at it. You know, what, what is the, what is your definition of a bust? Is it a guy that just sucked even when he did play? Because that's not the case with him. When he did oh, play, true. when he was healthy, he was great. Yeah. Injuries got to him though. Um, so to me, I I don't think I would consider him a bust. I just think it's one of those guys, one of those cases where, you know, the injuries just he couldn't overcome the injuries and it got yep. to him mentally. Yep. And you know, instead of trying to. Uh, uh, instead of trying to fool himself into thinking he could continue on, he decided to walk away instead. And you know, I, I I'm think it'll it, I'm just going to base it. I'm just going to base it on expectations for taking over uh, Peyton Manning's spot. Calvin Watkins, he is a writer from the Dallas Morning News, listening to or watching the show. Give us a call three four seven two one five seventy four ninety seven. Three again, three four seven two one five seventy four ninety seven. I'd love to hear what Calvin Watkins has to say about it. Great writer right here in the Dallas uh, Fort Worth area over here, um, listening to the show. Hopefully he'll give us a call. I would love to hear what he has to say. Now, you know, I, some people say, "Sonny, you say some things just to get people to watch, just to see what people think about you." You know what your stance? No, I actually. And, and I don't, and I know it sounds horrible when I say bust. It sounds like disrespect. It sounds like, but, but I, I guess based upon the expectations, he is not the guy. And I would have to consider him a football bust because he didn't even, not only did he not live up to the expectations, wherever he didn't even come close. Okay. Now I'm looking at the stats. I am not blind. Okay. I know the guy threw for 4,000 yards, four years out of five. I get it. And he threw for over 4,000 yards in a total of four seasons since 2012. I get it. Understand it. Might have done it if he was healthy and maybe he would have got and he played the whole game when he didn't play at all. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. He didn't. And it's one thing not to live up to expectations, okay, it, you know, and not be – but this guy was touted to be the next – you know, that touted to be the next Peyton Manning. And I'm hearing a bus riot. But hey, listen, you're right. 
Ryan Lee definitely a bust. DeMarco, good, Art Clarkson puts this out there. He's right. DeMario Russell, in, uh, Oakland Raider guy, you know, bust definitely. So, but, but I yes. don't think, I, 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 but I don't think Ryan Leaf or De, maybe Ryan Leaf, because he was going to take over a Chargers football team and about, try to carry him on to the Super Bowl. So, but the expectations in reality for DeMarco Russell, um, I don't know if they were there. Maybe they had thought that, but I don't think they had as much as an indication of what they were going to uh. do. Than, than, than Andrew Luck. Listen, Andrew Luck was supposed to take the Indianapolis Colts to three Super Bowls. And they didn't get one. They got one AFC championship where the Patriots blew them out. Uh, and they made the playoffs a couple times. Hey, wonderful. I, so I, I can say, I guess, it, I, if you want to call it respectful, I guess you can go ahead and call it a respectful. But I think as, in terms of what, what the expectations were, it could be considered a bust based upon the expectations. Um, he was, I guess you can say he was a he was a pretty good little quarterback, but I I don't think yeah, you can so, say anything else for him. Right. I'm a, well, okay. So when it comes to the expectation, all right. I I and if that's how you want to phrase it, that he was a bust, then you know, then that's that is totally cool. Like you, you know, you can call him that. I I I look at the term bust and I think of a guy that just you know, was expected to, uh, you know, lead your team to the playoffs, just like a Jermarcus Russell, just like a Ryan Leaf. Those guys never even produced for their teams. Andrew Luck produced at least. He won them playoff games. Uh, yeah. But those other guys that you mentioned, uh, they were top picks in, in the draft, and the expectation for them was, you know, not necessarily Super Bowl, but, you know, just improve the team. When you pick a guy number yep. one, number two overall, that's that's the expectation is you're going to help our team get better. And for guys like Russell and Ryan Leaf, that never happened. Andrew Luck yep. made that happen. So when it comes to that, I think he met the expectation. I just think the problem was that uh, he just – you know, like I said, I mean, the injury thing. Because, look, yep. like you said, Andrew Luck was, you know, arguably a lot of – and a lot of people say this, that he was probably the top, uh, the most uh, highly rated college quarterback since another guy that went to Stanford by the name of Mr. John Elway. That yes. speaks volumes, Sonny. Yeah. I mean, and I was too young to remember – when John Elway was going through the draft, but I know the story. I know how highly uh, uh, touted, uh, highly, I guess, thought of that he was. And, and I'm not even going to go into the baseball thing, uh, but but just just the level of of his you know his performance in college, what the expectation was going into the NFL, we hadn't seen that. Um, until we saw Andrew Luck, and yep, you know because I mean the guy was the guy was pro ready in his junior year, and then he decided to go back to his senior question. year, which which yep. everybody was blown by that by that decision as well uh, that he went back for his senior year. Uh, but I think yep. it paid dividends because it just kind of worked out the way it did. 
you know, it'd be interesting to go back and see had he came out his junior year, what team would have drafted him and what his career path would have been like. I, I'm really, I'm really intrigued to, to go back and, and take a look at that. But, um, you know, but things happen the way they did, Sonny, and. You know, yep. I, I think that's the difference between luck and then those other guys that you mentioned is, again, expectations. When you're when you're a number two, top two pick, you you are expected to improve the team. Luck did that, and the other two didn't. So, um, I just think from from a health standpoint, that's the only part that I see that he was a bust. He just couldn't stay healthy. Yep, and yeah, I, and I. Maybe bust is a little bit too much, but yeah, I and and I and I listened to what he said, and if you saw my face, he made some very valid points to that. So maybe bust might be too much, but he's definitely on the edge of a bust. But that that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. We ran over a little bit here uh, through our first hour. What we're going to do here on the Couch Potato Sports Show is we're going to go ahead. We're going to go into our break here. When we come back, now, we talked about Andrew Luck. We talked about what it is. Now let's talk about what the repercussions of this are. Let's look at the football team. Let's look at the AFC South. We'll do that on the other side here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to that being said, our 10th year on the air, moving into our, what, 26th episode. We'll do that on the other side. Good to see you, Gina. Good to see everybody uh, joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Jeff Edwards, uh, of course, Art Clarkston, Johnny Manziel, another guy, uh, Rick Meyer, uh, you know, they were talking as far as but definitely. We'll do that. We'll talk about them more on the other side here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. How Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best, including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com for more information. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking you, are you tired of weeding through all those realty sites? I have a better way, and it can be right in the palm of your hands. Download Jeremy Morgan's app from the web right to your phone. Just visit jeremymorgan.realtor or visit him on the web at www.rayhubbardrealestate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan Realtor from Keller Williams Realty. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. 
Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Welcome back into our number two of the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on our Sunday morning tradition that continues on here. We're waiting for Cuervo to give us a call back. I want to hop back into some of the news that we're talking. We'll get back into the AFC uh, South talk when we get Cuervo back up online. That having been said, I want to talk a little bit. I want to go to the NFC South. I want to talk about a quarterback that is in a lot of trouble right now. And uh, Tarvin, Brian Tarvin, uh, way in sports talk, by the way, goes back on the air tonight. Way in sports talk. Check it out on Blog Talk Radio. This guy, he, he has the best college uh, football show out there. And now, Cuervo, when he does college football, he brings it. And he joins uh, Brian Tarvin on way in sports talk. So college football, listen to that show. It's awesome. That having been said. I want to talk a little bit about the Carolina Panthers. Now, looking at my predictions as far as the NFC South was concerned. Now, of course, we did these about a month ago when we first started, and we chucked out all of the divisions of football, two of them each Sunday, AFC and NFC East, AFC and NFC South, AFC and NFC North, and AFC and and NFC uh, West. And we did this, and, and by the way, I'm on record, and I, I, I picked it out, and I was talking about it a month ago. And it is boiling down to a lot of things regarding Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton, unfortunately, has not been able to produce enough to where I felt comfortable moving them in. There were a couple of reasons why, and it's probably because I'm old school and I hate this, hey, look at me thing going on. I mean, that's the, that's one of the reasons why I have a problem with Antonio Brown. Shows up at training camp in a hot air balloon. Oh, no, it's not, you know, just couldn't, couldn't drive the Prius? How about just a Mercedes to drop you off? I mean, no, no. It's got a look at me thing. I hate that. God, I hate that. And I think Cam Newton's caught up in that as well, as I reported. This is a guy that does 
he's more worried about what he looks like coming and going to the stadium than it is about the game. I mean, this guy literally spends hours. He's got a tailor, and he says, hey, listen, I don't want to wear the same thing ever, going or leaving. So when I go, I'll wear certain clothes, and when I leave, I'll wear different. See, that kind of crap just bothers me because what it does to me, and, and I don't know, and I might be too old school for my own good, but that kind of crap drives me crazy because what it tells me is, is that their mindset isn't on the game. You're more worried about what you look about look like when you're walking into the stadium just because the camera's on you. makes me sick to my stomach when I hear stories like this. I mean, I, I, and I don't even want to try to even compare this because it's stupid. It, it, we're, we're living in a day where everybody has a camera, everybody's got a phone, and, this, you know, and this guy literally takes hours and spends thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on what he looks like when he goes to the stadium. Makes me sick to my stomach. Now, to me, it shows a lack of dedication to your football team. I really do. I believe this. Because if you're worried about what, you know, tie you're wearing or, or you can't wear the same thing when you come, you can't wear the same thing when you leave after your shower, to me it just, it, it just sounds stupid. Antonio Brown is one of those guys. Hey, look at me. Cam Newton, though, on the other hand, you want to talk about a football team that doesn't have anything. They got a dude on the defensive side of the ball. I'll try to remember his name, but the guy's badass. But outside of that, who's this football team got? This guy, Cam Newton. And Cam Newton, number one, has a head problem. Okay? The ego on this guy is bigger than my gut. And believe me, it's big, if you know me. The ego's huge. And I, I just don't know. And I, and I could be wrong, guys. I'll put it out there. But I just don't think this is the guy that's going to be able to leave the, the Carolina Panthers. I said at the beginning, when we were doing this, I said, you need Trey Cam Newton. Matter of fact, anybody should be, if you need the quarterback, I hope it wouldn't be uh, on the other side where, <laughs> where the Colts would go get him. But, no, I am not, at, by any stretch of the imagination, a Cam Newton fan, because he hasn't done it out on the football field enough. Now, granted, he made the Super Bowl. I'll give him all that. I'll give him all the hype. But, again, go back to, oh, i got to wear two different suits going in and out of the stadium. Hey, look at me. They do the Superman. All that crap just drives me nuts, even with LeBron James and the splashing of the thing. Just drives me nuts. I think I'm too old school for my own good. But Cam Newton getting injured? Now, I had the Carolina Panthers on the bottom of this division over in the AFC South before we even started. I said they needed to trade Cam Newton before they, and try to find something. I know, Granted, I didn't know what's available or what they can get. I'm not going through all that. But more in the fact that, oh, my God, this is a football team that's got a lot of problems, and then you don't have Cam Newton. So where do you have them now? This injury, it's a high ankle sprain, guys. And let me tell you something, that's six weeks minimum. Hey, Todd, good to see you. Not Todd Mintz, but uh, over at the Omaha Beef. Good to, good to see you there. That, that having been said, guys, I'm, when I think Cam Newton, I love the talent. Always have loved the talent. I don't even want to question the guy's talent. But when we're, when we're talking about taking a team and keeping them going and keeping them in line and to make the playoffs, Okay, 
Notice how I didn't say make make the Super Bowl. I'm talking about the playoffs in reality. Playoffs? So, don't talk about yes. playoffs. You kidding me? Yeah, I, playoffs? But I don't think we're going to see it. So when someone asks me, and, and of course, uh, Tarvin, Way in Sports Talk, again, another plug. Check them out tonight over on Blog Talk Radio. I love his show. And if you want to know college football, you'll get it. But when someone asks me right now, can Cam Newton lead their football team into the playoffs, go deep into the playoffs, make a, um, a relevant splash? My, my only answer was very simple. I don't think simple. so, Tim. I just don't see it. And, and it, it's a lot of things. But more than the fact that now you add the injury on it. Now, I figured before we did the predictions of the Carolina Panthers, I had them in last place. Cuervo had them in third. Yes, I had Tampa Bay above them. I mean, just more than the fact that I just don't feel confident that now this injury to a wheel. Cuervo, since I got you back up online, Cam Newton and his injury is a huge story out of uh, uh, Carolina. And a high ankle sprain is at least six weeks, so that puts him at week number four um, if he's going to be healthy. But he's going to try to play on that, you know, semi-flat wheel. This is not a good thing for Carolina going into the season with him partially injured to, uh, to a wheel. No, definitely not, Tony. I mean, their backup is Will Greer, a rookie from West Who? Virginia. And Who? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Come on, you got to give him a chance. He was pretty good in college. All right, no, all, right. Um, all right, all right. In all seriousness, though, I mean, that's a huge setback for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think I had Big them, time. if I remember right, I had them second in the division. You had them so, in third, Cuervo. You had, oh, did you I had New Orleans, okay. Atlanta, and Carolina, and Tampa Bay. I put, I put them in last place. Okay, well, I don't know. You know, I haven't really seen much from Atlanta uh, this preseason so far, and I know it's only preseason, but I don't know. Is it just me, or does Atlanta not look very good? Uh, maybe I haven't been watching the same Falcons team that other people have been watching, but it just kind of seems like the Falcons are just not clicking. I, I don't know. Again, but maybe I, I'm watching a different Falcons put them, team. I mean, with Tampa Bay being as bad as they are, Cuervo, how could you put Tampa Bay on top uh, uh, ahead of them? I mean, Tampa Bay is god-awful. Come on. I mean, until they get oh, that no, quarterback no, 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 position no, no, no. figured out, you, you, can't put, you can't put Tampa Bay in front of Atlanta. Um, even as bad as I, I guess they're playing in the preseason. I never said I would put them ahead of uh, uh, Carolina. Okay, cool. All I would do is flip Atlanta and click Carolina and put uh, put the Panthers second. But now, now with this injury though, with this injury though, that that really, uh, yeah, that really is a huge setback for the Panthers. I mean, they're going to start off probably zero and three before Cam Newton finally comes back. High ankle sprains are hard to get over. I've had it. Tried to play on it. It just you're running seventy five percent at best, and and, the, and his game is using his wheels. You know, so I I guess we'll do this, Cuervo, since we're talking about Carolina and Cam Newton, and I, I I can't make them any worse than where they are in last place, where I had them. So do you want to move Carolina out of third place, move Tampa Bay up, or do you have any more movements in the NFC South that you want to change right here as we're talking the NFC South? Um. You know, I don't know if I've had any changes in my opinion about this division. 
um, based upon what I was talking about a month ago. Do you want to make any changes? Do you want to move Carolina down to last and move Tampa Bay up, or you want to keep it the same? Or do you have something else you want to change regarding this division? Uh, I think for now, Sonny, uh, well, actually, this is my last chance, isn't it? Yeah. Let's think for a second then. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to move Carolina up to second. And I'm going to move Atlanta down to third. Tampa Bay will stay right where they should, and that's in last. Okay, so with the injury to to Cam Newton, what's going on now? I guess you're going to kind of sidetrack him, but you're just going to move him up. And that's mainly because you're not seeing what you think you need to be seeing from Atlanta, and you think they're taking a step back. Is that basically what you're saying? It is, and I think, and I think once Cam comes back for the Panthers, Sonny, and and they've done this the past couple of years. Carolina will yes, go on they a tear. They, they can they rip go, them. They, yeah, and, and I'm we're not talking three games, and I'm talking six, seven in a row. The Panthers, yep. when, when they catch they know fire, how to do Sonny, it. good luck. Yeah, they, yep. um, good luck, good luck because, and and, and I'll tell you. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be a, a top-five candidate for MVP this year. That's how much I'm starting to like him. I wasn't a fan wow. of him at first, but I tell you, wow. the, the, guy, the guy does everything. And the only thing I haven't seen him do is throw, throw a football. I mean, but he, you can use him in the return game. Uh, obviously, he does what he does in the backfield. Uh, he can go out. He's a very good pass-catching running back. He can block. And have you seen him lately? The dude is jacked. I don't know what he's on, and hopefully it's something legal, but Christian McCaffrey is jacked. I mean, the guy has put on some some serious weight, some muscle. Uh, I want to be on his workout program. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. I, 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 I and this this is coming from a guy that has not watched anything but highlights, if that's what you want to call him in the preseason. I, I just I, I yeah. So I'm going to take your word on it, and I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for you, Cuervo, to begin. By the way, um, Steel City Storm, I only keep one of the things, and this is this is the only one as far as memorabilia that I keep out. Uh, but thanks for thinking about me sending me a terrible towel. I, I still have Pittsburgh at the top of that division. But so thank, thanks for the thought. But that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Let's hop back up to the AFC South. Cuervo, we both had Indianapolis in first place in this division. And, and mm-hmm. if, you, if, if, you, if you think that that doesn't need to change, you're crazy. Um, so that being said, Cuervo, where have you moved Indianapolis within this division now without, with the uncertainty at the quarterback position for the Indianapolis Colts? Sonny, I think there's only one place for the Indianapolis Colts now, and that's in dead last. Dead yep. last. Everybody else yep. moves up. Indianapolis drops yep. all the way down to the bottom for me. So you got – see, you and me picked this division the same. We both had mm-hmm. 
uh, Indianapolis, Houston, Tennessee, Jacksonville. So that's how yes. we had this division of football. So now what we're doing is we're moving Houston up to the number one spot, followed by Tennessee, Jacksonville, and then the Colts. And it is. This is a, such a huge thing that um, when you see what happens as far as a football team depending on a guy. And let's be honest, why not? You, you, When we looked at this division of football, Cuervo, we're talking about the guy that won the comeback player of the year. And we didn't know about this injury. We didn't know this was something that was going on. Maybe it's because I didn't read enough. Maybe. I'll, I'll admit that. Maybe I didn't read enough. But I'm going to tell you straight out, the simple thing about, about this, when you lose a guy with the – expectations of an Andrew Luck and what they were going to do. You, you don't have any. I, I just hope they do not. I just hope they do not just throw in the towel at the beginning of the season. I hope they go get Teddy Bridgewater. I hope they overpay for him because at least show that you're trying to do something because right now there isn't anybody out there that has the experience or anything else that can do it. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, I understand, guys. Don't get me wrong. I get. I know who Teddy Bridgewater is. Okay, I'm going to do the Forrest Cup. I know who Teddy Bridgewater is, Jenny. I know who she – I know who he is. <laughs> but you you got to give this guy another shot. I mean, before he went down with that gruesome injury up in Minnesota, we were talking about Bridgewater being a top-ten quarterback in the NFL. And, and so you give him a shot. I mean, because there's nothing else out there unless you're going to go ahead and run Rook. I mean, you already know what you get with Jacoby Brissett. You had Jacoby Brissett for a two- or three-game backup in case they needed not to start the season out with them. They need to go and do it. They need to go get Teddy Bridgewater, and hopefully they'll do that. Uh, but that changes the whole landscape of the AFC South uh, when we look at it. Now, when we go to the East, let's head on over to the East where we are talking about – changes and things like that. The AFC East, I don't think there's any changes. But then, but then again, I'm not watching preseason football because I don't care. I'm not impressed. There's not one play. There's not one, one game. There's not one thing that can define a football team in preseason that makes me say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Nothing. Now, in week number two, three, four, five, yeah. Then I'll say it, but in preseason, I don't see it. So, heading to the East, we both have the Pats on top. We both have the Dolphins in second place. We only uh, changed uh, – I had the Bills in third. You had the Jets in fourth. Um, um, mark that. You had the Jets in third and the Bills in fourth. I had the Bills in third, and I had the Jets in fourth. So, that hasn't been said. Any changes that you see in the AFC side that you want to make uh, to move a team around? I mean, I don't think you're going off at the Patriots, but there are three other teams in this division. Have, have you heard, seen, thought, changed your mind on what you see for the rest of the AFC East? Yeah, honestly, Sonny, I, I, I kind of like what I'm seeing from the Jets. Uh, I think they started the preseason off slow. But it seems as if it's picking up a little bit. Uh, however, it's not enough for me to change anything. So I'm going to stay pat. Uh, no pun intended there. I'm going to stay pat with what I have in mm-hmm. the NFC East. I think I am too. Uh, and, it, hey, Steel City Storm says AFC least. And you know what? When you got three other teams that are not going to make the playoffs, when you are already starting off the season knowing that you're playing for a wild card, 
um, that just, you know, it's got, it's got to take you back. I mean, geez, you don't have a chance to win this division. I'm sorry. Not as long as those two are up there in New England. So I'm right there with you. I'm going to stay with the uh, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. You are staying with the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills. That, you know, uh, so I haven't gone. So now, that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to head on over to the NFC East. And, you know, I haven't changed my thinking whatsoever, regardless of what's happening with me, regardless of that situation, regardless of not signing Dak. They're going to sign Dak. That's just going to happen. Jerry ain't going to let him go. Jerry's going to get drunk one night and send out a stupid contract uh, that he shouldn't do it, and Dak's going to jump on it very quick. All right, so that being said, that'll happen. Uh, the Amari Cooper thing, that doesn't even matter. Amari Cooper doesn't even have to sign an extension, but if the Dallas Cowboys want him for more, they need to get on it uh, and give him a good, decent offer to make him feel like he's a Dallas Cowboy. Um, but when I look at the rest of this division, Washington, Philadelphia, and the Giants, that's who I got. Dallas, Washington, Philly, and Giants. You have Dallas, Philly, Washington, and Giants. Um, that having been said, Cuervo, do you want to make any changes? I'm not going to make any changes. Um, although hindsight will always be 2020, there's still something about I don't know why. I, and I can't, even, I can't even pinpoint the exact reason why. I have Washington in second in this division. Maybe it's just so bad because you just never know and you can just flip a coin on who's going to finish where in this division. Maybe that's just what it is. It just fell on the uh, couch potato quarter head side, and I had Washington in second. But I don't have any changes that I want to make in the uh, NFC East. Do you have any changes that you want to? You have Dallas, Philly, Washington, and Giants. No, Sonny, I think I'm going to stay where I'm at with them too. Okay, so that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Let's head on over to the other side as we we are looking, we're re-examining our picks. Let's head on over to the NFC and the NFC North, AFC and NFC North. Um, let's start in the NFC North where we both have Chicago on top of this division. I have the Lions in second, Minnesota, and then Green Bay. You have Minnesota, the Lions, and then Green Bay. We both have Green Bay in last place. I don't know if there's anything out there that can make you change your mind um, to move them up or whatever the case may be. That having been said, do you want to make any changes? Is there any kind of news that's coming out on those football teams that makes you say, hmm, maybe I need to make a change? Absolutely not, Sonny. Uh, Green Bay is right where they should be. The Chicago I agree. Bears are right where they should be. Um, the only change I would consider is Minnesota-Detroit, but I tell you, Minnesota looks strong. I mean, Dalvin Cook looks like he's ready to go. Um, you know, so looks like the Vikings have their balance back as far as offense is concerned. And uh, so I'm going to keep Minnesota where they're at in second. I'm not going to make any changes in the NFC North. Um, so that's that's where I'm at I am. in my division. I- I I am I'm going to make I am going to make the switch. I originally had the Lions in second place because I really thought. And here's the thing: I haven't really heard any great news about what's going on over in uh, in Detroit. 
um, I was hoping to hear some news, you know, something that was, you know, wow, look at the Lions, and, you know, maybe justify my pick earlier here about a month ago. Um, but I just can't justify the pick, especially I'm hearing great things, like you said, Cuervo, out of Minnesota. Um, and that's the only thing I'm listening for. I'm just looking for stories, listening to something that can say, maybe I need to change my mind. I think you're right. I'm hearing a lot about Minnesota. I think they need to move up. Um, Kirk Cousins has been awful that I have heard Todd, uh, but at the same time, the Lions haven't done anything to take that step forward and say, listen, you need to give us some cred. And there's no cred going on right now. And that's the way I look at what I'm – so I am – I'm going to go ahead and I am going to make the switch, keeping Green Bay in – so Cuervo and I both have Chicago, Minnesota, Lions, and Green Bay in the NFC North. So, that being said, that takes us over to the other one, the uh, AFC North. Very interesting division in football, Cuervo. We both have the Steelers on top. We, we totally have taken some left turns on this. Um, I, so, let me go where I had, was headed. I had Pittsburgh in first place. Yes, I had the Cincinnati Bengals in second place. But this was all if everybody was healthy. And you want to talk about a team that was decimated with injuries? That was the Bengals. Never mind they had a horrible coach. But at the same time, uh, the injury bug really killed this football team. Then I had Baltimore and Cleveland. I, I haven't heard enough about Cleveland. You know, listen, Cleveland is Cleveland is Cleveland, okay? They, they, still, you've you got to be able to get up over the hump, guys. If you can't get up over the hump, I, I can't move you out of last place. Get, yes, you play better than you've had in God knows how many years, but I still can't move you up. So that being said, that's where I'm at, Cuervo. You have Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Do you want to make any change? I, I'm still going to hang with Cincinnati in second. I'm going to hope A.J. Green has, doesn't hit the field and he's ready to go by week two or three. So I'm going to keep mine pat. I'm going to keep Cincinnati's in Baltimore and Cleveland. I think Baltimore's falling on their face. I'm sorry. I do. I just think so. Do you want to make any changes there, my friend? I don't, Sonny. Uh, I'm going to keep uh, that one as well where it's at. I'm not going to make any changes. And Steel City Storm, I, he's in the in his watching. He's got the same ones that you have. He's got Pittsburgh, the Ravens, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Let me know, my friend, if you are going to make any changes, and I'm keeping track of that division for you. I wrote it down. Now, that, that leads us over to the next division of football. We'll head on over to the AFC West and this is where Todd's going to love Sonny Clark, although he thinks I'm crazy. Because Todd, as much as he's a Denver Bronco fan, he is a Denver Bronco realist. I am telling you right now, I think the Denver Broncos are a good football team. And it comes from coaching. It comes from a change of mind. It has a lot. No changes. Thank you, Steel City. So, I went Seattle. Uh, mark that. I went um, over in the uh, AFC West. Where is it? Oh, hold on. I, I did a different page for it. There we go. All right. So, that being said, I had Denver winning this division. Yes, I said it. I, I just, I think the change of my, and there, it's the defense, the new head coach, former defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Their defense is going to get better. Their running game, I'm going to say, I think it's going to be one of the best in the NFL this year. 
they had some injuries, and I'm sure Todd will let me know about some of the injuries that have happened. But I have Denver, Kansas City, Chargers, and the Raiders in last place. You have Kansas City, Chargers, Raiders, and Denver in last. Wow, hold on. Yeah, I was going to say we did exact opposite, so we didn't. But that having been said, Cuervo, you know, there's been a lot of injuries coming out of this division of football. Um, so I don't know if there's any changes, uh, expectations any higher. Chargers, I haven't heard a lot of the stories. They still haven't signed Philip Rivers to the contract extension that he probably should be. And that having been said, do you want to make any changes in the West and the AFC? Uh, I tell you, I've been thinking a lot about it, Tony. I, and I and I know I shouldn't invest too much into what I see from the preseason, but but the Raiders don't look half bad. They they really they really have looked like a team that can win some football games. <laughs> I know it's funny, isn't it funny? It's hilarious. It is hilarious <laughs> to think about. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not enough to, so get Cuervo, me to change my. So Cuervo, hold on. Are you saying listen? You, you think the Oakland Raiders uh, going to make playoffs? That? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? No, Coach Moore. They're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> are they? Are they going to compete? Are they going to compete? And are they going to make other teams sweat it out? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they might make some other teams sweat it out, like Baltimore or. Um, you know, maybe Miami or or if the Jets catch a little fire, you know, teams like that, they're going to compete with them for a wild card spot. But in the end, I think the Raiders will kind of fizzle out and they won't make it. So with that said, I think I'm going to stay where I'm at with this division. Um, I still say Kansas City. only, And then this is only because of the fact that Tyreek Hill will be around for the season. Oh, God. Uh, no suspensions, anything like that. So I'm telling you, Sonny, he, he makes that much of a difference in that offense. If Tyreek Hill wasn't there, I, know. I'd have dropped, I would have dropped the Kansas City Chiefs to probably even third. I know. I, I, I know. I, I, I hate the fact that he's that valuable. Maybe that's my problem. I hate the fact that he's that valuable and he's just that punk. You know, I hate punks. And, and, and that's what it is. That is. Straight out, I just don't like punks. Uh, and, and he's the oh, cl- classic the a classic definition of a punk. I'm sorry, he is always will be in my book. Um, so, but and the fact that there are certain guys out there that can't get NFL jobs, and this punk gets out there and is going to make the millions of dollars that he's going to make just makes me want to puke. Uh, but it is a fact of life. It is all about talent. It's not about personnel or, or uh, uh, your 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 actual character. And they they. The Chiefs deserve to fall on their face. That's one of the reasons why I didn't pick them. I hope they fall on their face. And listen, they got Patrick Mahomes. Listen, I know who Patrick Mahomes is, and I, I know. I watched it. I get it. I understand. I still hope they fall on their face. And, and I shouldn't be picking teams based upon what they do, based upon their personnel, but the, the Dallas Cowboys, if they brought Josh Brent back out on the football field, although he's a scout now, but if they brought him back out on the football field, I would hope they fell on their face. Can't stand the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have him as a scout. Makes me want to puke there, too. But I think there's a lot to be said about a team that get, gets character guys. And, um, and I'm sorry, you know, when I think Kansas City and I think of Hill, that guy has got no character. He's a piece of garbage, and I hope 
for the for my sake so I can just say I'm glad it happened. The the Kansas City Chiefs fall on their face. Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to say how I really feel about it because it makes me sick to my stomach. Um, but um, the Raiders, if they were able to get into the playoffs, they'd be the first team that would be on hard knocks to ever make the playoffs. And guess what? When you're on hard knocks, you ain't making the playoffs. So that's just the way it is. Yeah, I heard that stat, and I was like, I didn't even realize that. Through the whole years that they've been doing hard knocks, none of those teams have ever made the playoffs. So that right there just marks them out. So whatever the bet is for the uh, the Raiders, I would say put your money on the fact that they wouldn't make the playoffs and make a, make yourself a little money. But I got the Raiders in last. You got them in third. You got Denver in last. You, so you're going to keep this division of football the same way, right, Cuervo? Um, I'm keeping it just the way it is. And I know, I know Todd is not going to like me for it, uh, but – yeah, I'm a Bronco realist, too, and I just don't think they have a very good football team right now. Well, we'll find out. We're going to see if they got – listen, when when the Lions went and grabbed up the defense coordinator for the Patriots, guys name slipped in my mind. I, I thought that would turn around that football team. I really did. And I thought it would be immediate, and it didn't. However, he's in year number two. What's his name? What's the dude's name with the big beard? Matt Patricia. Uh, that's Coach. Thank you, Patricia. Now, I think the same thing for Denver, but I think they just got better personnel um, out on the football field compared to what the Lions had when Patricia went over there. Mm-hmm. So that's – and I think I think this guy can turn that team around. I think that guy can be that successful. And they still got a badass defense. You can say whatever you want about – you know some of the veteran leadership. Maybe they're getting old, but listen. I want to tell you right now, they're gonna ha- they're gonna get sacks, okay? Because this guy developed a defense that will get the guy some guys some stat uh, some sacks. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on the on the quarterbacks out there. I think Denver is going to turn themselves around and win. listen. The Denver Broncos haven't done a lot. Uh, you know, as far as personnel changes and things like that to where I've been impressed. I mean, you would think that they'd be able to get a quarterback. Well, I like Joe Flacco. I think the guy can still play. I think the guy can still make it. This guy's not going to go deep down the field. You'll be watching Joe Flacco throwing 20 yards in and see what the guys can do with it because the simple fact of the matter is when you talk about Joe Flacco, you don't want him going down deep down the field. He can, but you want to see the wide receivers and the you know maybe the running back coming out of the backfield getting a little bit of don't hold that. a little yakety yak. I want to see that. That's what Joe Flacco needs. He doesn't need to be throwing the ball down the field. He needs to depend on his guys out there on the football field to get the yards and get the points. I I think I hope they turn. I I hope that when I looked at this, uh, I, I'm not so influenced about how great. The, the head coach is, you know, coming over from Chicago and what he can do for defenses. Because I think when you look at the Denver Broncos, you can look at them as a uh, Ravens kind of team. You know, their defense is going to be so dominant, they don't have to have a great offense. You know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the day, that kind of team there, Cuervo. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what Denver kind of has been ever since Peyton Manning retired. I mean, it's been mostly defense. Uh, with that yep. with that team, and you know, it's it's the only problem is it's only carried them so far, um, and I don't expect much different this year. I think it's going to be the same, you know, same song and dance for the Denver Broncos. Yep. I just think um, with the uh, change at quarterback, not necessarily that the Broncos are worse. I just think I just think the Raiders have done just a, just enough to you know, 
get one, maybe two more wins than, than Denver. Um, I just haven't seen much more improvement from the Broncos than, you know, than the, with the Raiders. And, and I know it sounds crazy, but I'm, you know, it's like you look at the Raiders now and it's like you start to see what the vision was with them. And, uh, you know, obviously with them over there, it's, it's all going to be on Antonio Brown, believe it or not. I mean, Absolutely. Mike Mayock is already even getting frustrated with this guy. So, and Why not? To, to say that we didn't see it coming, uh, go back and listen to our shows. And that's all you need to know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, you go back into the archives, listen to us. Listen, we're, I think we're about at 80% at some of our predictions. I really do. I think they were up on top of that. So I, I think you're right there with the Cuervo. Uh, good stuff there. Now we'll go to the last uh, division of football that we haven't talked about. That's the NFC West. I, you know, listen, I still think Seattle can do a lot of things. That signing up uh, Wagner was a big thing. Got him all happy. That, always having uh, Wagner as a happy guy is a good thing for your football team. I'm sticking with Seattle to win this division. I know I shouldn't because the Rams are who they are. But, listen, the Rams haven't impressed me. I, I have been looking for reasons to pick the Rams in this division. I just haven't been able to find it. Uh, 49ers, Arizona is god-awful, even with their new boy. You know, so they went from one one quarterback that wasn't, I guess, in their opinion, worth the garbage to a guy that really isn't worth garbage. Um, in reality, and Kyler Murray, yeah, I said it. I just don't think this guy's going to be what anybody wants him to be at the quarterback position, and the Arizona Cardinals for the next three years will be lost in oblivion and ended up either in third or fourth in this division, which is not going to make you the playoffs. It's not going to make you the most popular, and your fans are going to be PO'd because they can't get into the playoffs because uh, They've been kind of used to that kind of thing, at least battling for it. They're not even going to be battling for it. Uh, So uh, Cuervo has the Rams, Seattle 49ers, and Arizona. So I'm standing pat in this division. Cuervo, you want to make any changes there? Uh, Let me see. If I remember right, I think I had the Rams winning with – Yes. I want to say Seattle was second. You did. You had Seattle, 49ers, and Arizona after that. Mm. No, it'll stay the same. So we are set. We are primed and ready to go uh, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We just whizzed over all of the uh, divisions of football. We made our final choices. We are standing pat. You know, barring some crazy injury, we will reserve the right to change that. But before week number one, so if last next week in the preseason someone comes up with that devastating injury, we will revisit that on Sunday because all the games will be done Saturday night um, as far as the last week of preseason football. So we will revisit that when it comes time. Uh, if there's some kind of crazy devastating injury, if not, we're standing pat. That brings us in to where we are. We're in hour number two of the Couch Potato Sports Show. Folks, don't forget, especially for our look, the Rowlett Eagles varsity football team, you can hear the pregame show. It's going to be up by noon on Thursday at latest. Um, that having been said, it might be up a little bit early because I'm going to start working on that tomorrow and getting it ready to rock and roll. So that having been said, it might be up earlier. I'll let everybody know that on my Facebook page as well as the Couch Potato Sports Show. Facebook page. Sonny, why come you don't utilize Twitter? Because I don't like it. 
so I'm not going to do it. The reports that you get from me are from uh, I, I I got them going from Facebook over there. That's I haven't even checked it. Don't even care. You want to find me? Find me on Facebook. You can get me over there. Check that out. So that having been said, Cuervo, I want to get into another story that you weren't part of, and I do want to go back to the Oakland Raiders. I want to talk about Antonio Brown. Now I talked about it, and I, you weren't part of it as well when I first talked about Antonio Brown. Uh, this is a guy that hit, this guy can't get out of his own way, Cuervo. Uh, you know, I don't understand. Okay, I understand it. Okay, I understand it. I get it. He's Antonio Brown. Okay, he thinks everybody should do everything for him, bend over backward for him. At Pittsburgh said, well, you know what? Why don't you go to a different football team and play that crap? Because we ain't going to do it here. And I'm so glad they did. It was the best thing that the the Steelers could have done for themselves, as you see what he's doing over there in Oakland. And listen, this is one guy. This is the kind of guy in the position that they have, Cuervo, that can take this football team down and make them to where no one respects them or thinks that they can make a play for the playoffs or anything else like that. You got a guy that's so, you know, stuck on a situation, dumb situations. Number one, the cryogenics. If you're that dumb, okay, to not cover your feet when you go in there, I, I, I don't feel sorry for you. Also, if you if you show up to training camp, you know, in, in a hot air balloon, listen, your ego is so out of whack, it's unbelievable. And this is the kind of guy, this is the kind of dude that holds teams down and Cuervo the Raiders are in a lot of I, I put it out there the Raiders are in a lot of trouble okay if they don't get this under control the only problem is they are not going to get it under control they got guaranteed money for this guy and all he has to do is show up in week number one in the training camps and all this other crap means absolutely nothing as soon as one tick comes off the play this guy pockets all his money and and I think this guy's dedication to football is not there anymore I think he's a selfish dude, and it's going to affect this football team. When you look at uh, Antonio Brown and the Oakland Raiders, Cuervo, it's a love affair that has gone sideways. What do you think about Antonio Brown and the Raiders? Well, again, Sonny, I mean, this this could go either one of two ways. This can either be something where it can uh, really take off for them, and they wind up, you know, being a team who exceeds the expectation or it could be the total opposite and they find, and they wind up being a four win football team. It's just, it's, it's, it's all about the buy-in with Antonio Brown. I think the rest of the team is fine. I think the rest of the team is, is, is buying into what John Gruden is setting them. Uh, But of course, you know, Antonio being Antonio, uh, you know, he's got a, he, he's got his own personality. He's got his own, uh, thoughts on things, and I don't know if it's just something where he enjoys being the outcast, but he's been doing it for you know the past four years now, to include obviously his last couple of years in Pittsburgh. It's just like, yep, I guess he just feels like he has to be the outcast to, to make his point on certain things. And I agree, I agree. I mean, in reality, where has that gotten him? gotten him in a situation now where he went Nowhere. from a team that was it's you know he was competing for Super Bowls to now uh, you know he'll be lucky to sniff the playoffs you know yep. based on what I've seen from the Raiders so far um, so I mean it was a nice comeback win 
uh, on Thursday against Green Bay. I was happy to see that, but again, this is preseason, you know. I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers. I don't even think Aaron Rodgers played one snap in that game. So, had he played, probably would have been a different game. But absolutely, the point is, I I, I see the buy-in from from the players uh, with John Gruden and and you know the never quit mentality and and. They didn't give up in that game, and they came back and they won, and that's that's great. You know, you carry that into the regular season, and you could find yourself, you know, being one of those teams that have, uh, you know, top few teams with the most comeback wins in the NFL, and that would yep. be awesome. Problem is, when the star of that team, and he is the star, whether you want to believe it or not, uh, I agree. I'm not saying he, you know, he's he's not the fan favorite, but he is the star of the team. Uh, yep. That guy, uh, when he, I guess, ruffles feathers and, and and he doesn't buy into what the team is doing, and and it creates that that uh, inconsistency, that that friction, um, that you know. I guess just that the animosity. I don't. I don't know what word I want to use, but it, it's he's only going to be able to get so far uh, as a football team unless your star is buying in to what the team is doing. Once that happens, if it does happen, then I'm. I think you're going to see a Raiders team with confidence. They're going to go out there. They're going to be physical, and they're going to win some football games. But until that happens, yep. I, mean, I I can't. I can't buy into the Raiders being a playoff team just yet. Yeah, and you got to get off hard knocks too. So that you know, that whole situation is a, a big way. Hey, by the way, I'm going to put this out here because it's out there. This just came down uh, 38 minutes ago, and uh, it's actually sad. And, and by the way, I know when when people when I say that Andrew Luck is a bust, okay, they think it's hugely disrespectful. I don't necessarily mean it to be disrespectful. I just look at the facts of what it is. I still think somewhat based upon the expectations he's a bust. But this comes from him. He just he just had a press conference, and I just saw this, and it says, and this is what he said in this press conference. He says, for the last four years or so moved up. I've been in the cycle of injury, pain, rehab, injury, pain, rehab, and it's been unseemly unrelenting both seasons and the off season. This way he said after the loss in Chicago, he said it, it stuck in oh, hold on. I felt stuck in it and the only way I see out of it is no longer to play football. Is taking my joy of the game away. Now, I get it. That makes sense. And not only that, it's not like Andrew Luck is hurting for money. So, you know, he's able to make that decision. Now, this is the thing that I'm actually I feel good about as far as Andrew Luck and players like him. They made enough money to where if they do it right, they don't need anything else for the rest of their life. And I hope that all for Andrew Luck because this is a physical game. Again, guys, if you don't know how physical the game is, go in and watch an indoor football game. Get close. Get get within inches of the football field, not 30 yards, or far back in the stands and seeing, or even watching it on TV. You want to see how hard these guys are hitting? Go to an indoor football game. 
realize how hard these guys are actually hitting, and I'll imagine it maybe you know five or ten times more on the NFL level. These guys were taking hit after hit after hit after hit. One of these hits would give me brain damage worse than I already have, and and so and I get it. And, and here's the thing, Cuervo, I believe him. I believe Andrew Luck. I just mainly that, and I don't have any grievance for him to make this decision. Say, listen, it's not worth it. I've got enough money in my pocket, and i got to figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, whatever it is. He doesn't have to do anything for the rest of his life. But where he sees himself, and that's the mental drag that he has right now uh, moving into the season. I just hate the timing of this. I really do. I, I, I wish he would have came to the realization at, you know, after he got to training camp and said, you know, this just isn't going to work for me. I wish he would have done it to give the Indianapolis Colts to make a different decision. And not that it would have helped them in reality, Cuervo, but at least give him some time. Two weeks, Cuervo. Two weeks they kicked this football season off. It's just too bad. And you're on mute there, Cuervo. I was, and I apologize for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, just the timing of it is bad. Uh, it's unfortunate. Um, but, uh, I mean, look, at least he keeps it's not, 28, you know, He keeps $24 million, by the way. The Colts let him keep $24.8 million bucks of his salary. Wow. Sure did. And, and that's why I was questioning. I'm like, you know, can they afford to go get a veteran? Because they have to eat that money up uh, now. And They didn't know, have do they, to. No, they, you're right. They chose to. Absolutely. But yep. because they chose to, now where does that leave the Colts as far as if they want to grab up a veteran of some sort? You know, they're going to be able to take on another salary of, of a guy. Um, I know it's not going to be $24 million, but no, but yeah. I, I don't know what the Colts' budget is right now. Can they even yeah. afford it? Jay Cutler, baby. <laughs> Oh right. boy! <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> you know. Hey. No. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jay Keller. Yeah, he, he, get, he gets another shot at this. Um. Anyway, but that but that's the case. By the way, just to let everybody also know, there's some other news I want to get to Cuervo because it did become official during the show. It came out just a few minutes ago. Um. It is Lamar Miller ACL done for the season. Um, with this injury, uh, um, this man. this hurts Cuervo. Good to see you, Andreas. Um, this hurts Cuervo. This is a bad injury. Um, now, that having been said, that makes you know Watson. He's going to have to open up the playbook, Cuervo, because unless they can find some, I don't know what's out there. I, I'll put it out there. I don't know who's available or who can go in there and do something. That part I don't know. But I will tell you, this is this is a big-time injury because we both have Houston winning this division. Does this – you still have time to change. Does this injury change your mind, Cuervo? ACL done for Lamar Miller. Uh, no. I think – I just think Houston is that much better than all the other teams in the AFC South. I agree. So I'm going to – I keep – I keep Houston where they're at. Um, do I think do I think that it closes the gap? Yeah, it does a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. But you know, as we all know, Sonny, look, running backs are a dime a dozen. They're going to find somebody. 
to replace Lamar Miller. Um, I, I I don't know who. I mean, I'd have to. Me either. I don't even know who's really? available. Yeah, I mean, I re- oh, actually, hold on a second. I saw something just a few minutes ago. The uh, the Raiders released uh, Doug Martin, so I don't know if that's something that oh they might be interested in. Uh, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not the greatest, but I mean, it's it's a, it's somebody that's to go in there and maybe. Though, baby. Yeah, that's experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that that listen that that's that's not that that's horrible for for them. I, they were they were looking to Lamar Miller to be a you know. I don't want to call him a catalyst at the, but he was going to be the mainstay right there at the running back position. Oh, he's been. Um, so that didn't he's happen. Been yeah, he, he's been there. He's been that and, guy for, and he for has, years. Yep. So that that is huge. That is a big big time loss for them. I, I agree, Cuervo. Not enough for me to change it because the running back. You see, and that goes back to Zeke right here for my locals. It goes back to to uh, Ezekiel Elliott. First of all, I, I'm mad at Jerry Jones. I, I wish he would have stood pat instead of giving him, a, giving him a yet another. Actually, this is the same contract, um, but a, they moved some money around for Zeke to maybe try to get him to say yes. I wish they never done it. Um, the simple fact of the matter is I think that the Dallas Cowboys should rescind that, that offer to Ezekiel Elliott. Listen, when guys like this get paid, I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not impressed. with. Uh, first of all, I wasn't even impressed with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I said it. All right, I'm out here in Dallas. I know people love him. I know he's been the cat's meow. I know he got a lot of yards. I know all this stuff. I, I, I know who Ezekiel Elliott is, Jenny. I know. I know who he is. But not enough to where they, they, they're going to want to throw that kind of money at him and a lot of guaranteed money at him. Listen, when you're under contract and you are driving the bus, you don't need to stop the bus to get a substitute driver. I mean, my God, they were in – who – and I go back to it. You know, the first three games, they have the Giants. Listen, they're going to beat them. They got the Washington Redskins. They're going to beat them. They got the Dolphins. They're going to beat them without Zeke. And then, then you put the pressure on Zeke to say, you better get your butt back here because you go all year long without a contract, we'll keep you another year. And I'm going to tell you right now, Dallas Cowboys can put a hurting on Zeke. And by the way, I made this known before Colin Cowherd came out and said what he said. So, Colin, stop getting in my archives, listening to what I'm saying, and stealing the stuff, okay? I said it first on this show. This, this is a football team that does not need to bow down to Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sorry they don't. And, and it's because the NFC uh, East is so weak. The only team that's even close, I guess you could say, in reality – because I got a gut feeling about Washington, are the Philadelphia Eagles, and 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 they they're they're getting hit by the injury bomb so bad right now. So I I just don't see it. I just don't see what's going on with it. The Ezekiel Elliott thing, Cuervo, is a big big time story. What is your take on Ezekiel Elliott? Should the Dallas Cowboys go ahead and and make concessions to bring this guy in? Because um, I think they're going to win the first three games without him. At worst, go two and one. Um, I think that they should continue to at least make an attempt, make the effort to try to come to an agreement. Uh, I don't think that they should just totally just kill off the idea of, of making a deal happen. Uh, I know that they have been trying, uh, but I think I would give it at least until next weekend, but, uh, you know, until the preseason's over, um, 
know, continue to try and negotiate. And look, if if it doesn't happen, then the Cowboys, the only option that they have is to move forward with the season. Don't look back. Don't worry about what Zeke, what Zeke is doing. Uh, you got to worry about what the Cowboys are doing. You know, which one is more important? Is it, is it one guy or is it the team? So that's the way that I think the Dallas Cowboys should approach it. If if Zeke wants to continue playing hardball, look, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers did it last year, okay? And and, and everything, uh, I mean, they didn't make the playoffs uh, due to, you know, a couple of calls here and there. But at least they didn't allow – Le'Veon Bell to to be the reason why they missed the playoffs, or allow that to yep. be something that that was a distraction throughout the season. Um, so I, at least I don't think it was. I mean, I know there were there were times here and there when it was talked about him, you know, showing up to uh, at least talk with the Steelers and whatnot, but but it wasn't their focus. Their focus was on the season, and that's the way it should be. And I think Dallas has to do it the same way with their situation. Looking at the, uh, I'm looking at my uh, Facebook Live. Todd Mint says the Giants are going to surprise a few people. Mark my words. So, uh, I, I'm sorry, I just don't see it. I listen. It, it, listen, we can talk Giants football. But what are we talking about? We're talking about one guy. Listen, when, when you – I don't know, Cuervo. Uh, maybe I'm at left field. You got Shaquan Barkley. Can you name anybody else on this football team that's going to make a, any kind of impression for this football team moving forward? I, I'm sorry. Eli Manning's going to start. And even if he goes down and everything, they're going to bring in the Rook. The Rook's going to get beat up. Okay, I don't see there's absolutely nothing that I can look at as far as the Giants that says, listen, this is a team that can surprise some people. Listen, the Giants are who they are. Let's go with the Dennis Green, right? The Giants are who they mm-hmm. thought they were. Yeah, listen, they are who they are. They're Eli Manning, and Eli Manning sucks, okay? We talked about it on the show. Listen, two Super Bowl lucky rings, you can have it, and you want to live on that, you can do it all day. But, you know, the simple fact of the matter is when you talk New York Giant football, Cuervo, the only thing that I have in my mind is what you're going to do with Barkley. If a team can find a way to stop Barkley, then, then you, you, you have a method to win. But that's the problem with the Giants. So you've got to look at what this team has done for the last three or four years. I haven't done anything to make a scratch towards the playoffs or make them even relevant in the, in the NFC least, okay? The NFC least, I mean, my gosh, you're talking about teams that go 10-7 and 7 and win the division, for God's sake, okay? There, there are no 13-3s. I mean, every, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys got 13-3, but, you know, but in the reality, when you look at the NFC East for, for the last seven years, you're talking about a team that is 10-7, even 9-7 won this freaking division, and the Giants had not done anything to improve this football team. If they think that Jones is the, is the improvement, that's great, but it's not going to happen this year because Eli Manning is going to start this year. Uh, football team, and he's going to start at least six games, and they're going to have to go 0-6 before they pull him, Cuervo. 0-6. Well, I mean, that's 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 very possible. I mean, I haven't looked at the schedule. Possibility. Yeah, I mean, the, the Giants aren't very good, so 
Uh, no. And you're right, though. I mean, Saquon Barkley is their only no. saving grace up there with the in New York. So, um, and he's irrelevant, Cuervo, the, because what's going to happen, Cuervo? We talk about it on the show all day long. Okay, defensive coordinators are going to be all over him. Okay, because there is no yes. other option. Yes. Name an option. Uh huh. Exactly. If you want to, if you want to have Eli Manning as an option, great. Name me anybody else besides Barkley. And we got crickets going all over this country trying to figure out what's right. going to happen. I mean, you lost Odell Beckham Jr. You had a chance of maybe winning two or three games in the first six with Odell. That's done. That's history. And, mm-hmm. you know, the simple fact of the matter is, listen, I would love for the story, Cuervo, I would love to see Shaquan Barkley be the next Walter Payton. He's not. I'd love to see him be the next Emmett Smith. He's not. So more than the fact, I know the guy's got skills, but he's not near that because the defense, all you got to do is stop Barkley, you win a football game. Simple as that. And that's too bad for this football team because they have the opportunity in reality, Cuervo, to solve a lot of those problems in the offseason, and they didn't do a damn thing. And they're walking into this season just like they did last season. And listen, there has not been any stable changes for this football team to say, listen, you've got to worry about the Giants. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, you don't have to worry about the Giants one bit. Um, so, yeah, I think you'll be fine. By the way, just keeping everything what we're going to do. It, it's the big dog giving us a look. By the way, we are on Facebook Live. Cuervo, I got the speaker piping through. So uh, we are on Facebook Live. So uh, good to see the big dog from Sports Talk with the guys. Always good to see the big dog. What we're going to do, guys, we, we're, we're, we're over seven minutes. We can do that because we're allowed to, but uh, we want to do that. We want to take the last break of the, break of the show. When we come back, there's more NFL news. There's actually some basketball news I want to talk about, some news that are coming out. I think Cuervo probably knows which way I'm going on this. That having been said, that's the name of the show. You can hear it on Sundays starting in two weeks, right, Cuervo? Not next week, but the week after that. We're at 9 o'clock kickoff right here on the Couch Potatoes Show, right? right? All right. That's so, right. And, and also, next Friday, well, actually, this Friday, four days from now, five days from now, the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team is going to be up and running and ready to go. So get ready for that. Um, so we got that coming. The pregame show is going to be coming. Join us. We're going to do a whole hour on the pregame show for the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team. We'll be taking a look at a lot of things regarding the uh, Raleigh Eagles as they move forward into the season. Where will they end? That's going to be the big story. So uh, and join us for those because it's going to be a, a I, I got my I got my Raleigh Eagles uh, Homer hat on, but I got a couple of players on that football team that you're going to have to keep track of. So that's going to be fun. So we'll check out on that this week. So that having been said, that's the name of the show. We'll take the quick break. We'll hear from a couple of our new sponsors here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Raleigh Eagles, letting you know about Keller Williams, and they are changing the way it's all done for good. And it's big, real big. They are changing real estate as we know it and reimagining how things should be. It's called the Real Estate Reality Check, and it will help identify the dreams and the needs of those we serve. 
how can we help? Contact Jeremy Morgan of Keller Williams at 214-236-2914 to find out or visit him on the web at www.rayhubbardrealestate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan Realtor of Keller Williams Realty. Find out how Merchant Masters DFW specializing in small business companies can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters DFW different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com for more information. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. This is Sonny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469 469- Five five six sixty three sixty four. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. 
plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend, Michael Smith, of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Are you ready? Hey, thank you can tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masses. Break it down! Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're in our third hour. Um, that being said, thanks for giving us a listen. We're doing the Facebook Live thing. We'll probably start doing that since I figured it out. So we'll probably do that each and every week. We'll try to figure out how to get uh, Cuervo online to do the video as well as doing the uh, the link that we have for on Blog Talk Radio where our show is normally at. We don't want to go exclusively video as we've been uh, doing it for 10 years over on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to continue that as well um, moving into it. So, um, we are here uh, on our Sunday. Cuervo has di- took a dive off. I'm not sure when he'll be back he usually dives when we hit those commercials um and then he comes back uh after that a little bit late probably he probably went out to get some hazelnut coffee to get him all set so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna hop into some of the news that are out there and, and we can sit here and talk all day about it and i want to go to the nba and i'm glad the big dog's here big dog three four seven two one five seventy four ninety seven we can talk about it but there is a big signing that's about ready to happen. This is a big signing. You can say whatever you want. But Dwight Howard signing with the Lakers is big news. Now, everything that's going on 
with the Lakers, okay? Whether it's the you know the LeBron James story, it's you know big story. You're always going to hear something about that, okay? That's never going to go away. Uh, and the signing, they bring on Davis, the great signing, good thing. And, and I'm sorry, I, I don't have a lot to say about Dwight Howard except for the fact that that guy at one time was a badass. And the, the the signing is not it purely a signing that is going to – I don't necessarily think it's going to put them over the top, but it's not going to make them any worse. Listen, Dwight Howard is, is a badass, okay? Now, he's not going to drop 30, you know, 20 or 30 points a game all the time anymore, okay? But you get that presence in the middle. I think this is a good move for them. And the expectations of what this is. Now, you, you go back a couple of years, well, you thought the expectations were going to be there and be big. Now, Dwight Howard hasn't been been able to bring that kind of uh, attention to himself to be that guy to make that change for any basketball team. But the report is out, and the, the simple fact of the matter is, is that this report's not going to go away. And, and I, I'm going to put it out there. I think this helps them. I mean, we can sit here and talk about youth and the youth movement and who's good, who's bad, who's not. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you right now, they have been worse signings than the Lakers going out and they get Dwight Howard. Now, again, Dwight Howard's not going to put him over the top, okay? Dwight Howard is not going to be the guy that takes him to the playoffs. That's going to be LeBron and Davis and a little bit more company. But you got a big guy in the middle of there, Cuervo. I'm going to tell you right now. And we can talk Diva all day long. They got the Divas already, Todd. They got the Divas and LeBron James. You'll clap your hands in the things. That's Diva. That's Diva-ish. Say whatever you want about Dwight Howard. He is a badass. He's a big body. And for 10, you know, 10 to 12 points a night, Cuervo, this is not the worst move for the, for the Lakers because if they can refurbish this guy's career and he turns it around and he can be maybe maybe three-fourths of what he used to be, Cuervo, that's only going to help the Lakers, at least in my opinion why I look at it. So when you're looking at the Lakers, Cuervo, signing, quite possibly signing Dwight Howard, what do you think about the move here for the Lakers? I think, it's, I think it can be. I'm not saying it's going to be, but I think it has I the agree. potential to be the second potential. coming of the Twin Towers. Um, you know, just because of the fact of how dominant both of these guys are in their position, or at least Dwight yep. Howard used to be dominant, and he can get back to that. It's just I think he's been on a journey, uh, you know, since he left the Lakers the first time where he's been jumping around teams that just don't fit what he does or just doesn't fit uh, his, his ability to – maximize his his you know his skill period and i think with the lakers you know you could see that once you might be able to get back to that and you might see the dwight howard that we used to see dominating up front and the only question is who's going to be power forward and who's going to be at center like that's the only i guess question for me i I could see howard being the center and, and davis being the power forward i guess that's that's probably what the plan is um but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Twin Towers, again, when I see those two together, that they're going to be playing together. So, um, But, obviously, I think, believe it or not, the guy that's going to keep this thing all together, uh, it's not 
It's not one of those guys. It's not even LeBron. The guy that has to be there and has to produce and, and make things happen for this team, believe it or not, is going to be Kyle Kuzma, the point guard. That's the guy that yeah. they have to rely on, and that's the guy that they're going to have to make sure that that is, you know, focused and, and they get what they need from him or else it just, it's just not going to work. And, and the reason I say that, the NBA now, it, it's, it's a point guard-driven league, so you've got to make sure that you have your point guard set and ready to go. Now you got to remember also Dwight Howard. Um, he's been you know six years since he left the Lakers. Okay, he also right. got to remember this guy had a spinal surgery um, and only played nine games when he signed with the Wizards. So there's a lot of things that are up on top of this. But here's the great thing about this: I don't even think the Lakers are expecting the Dwight Howard to be the starter. When I when I think Dwight Howard, I don't think starter. I mean, now if Dwight Howard thinks he's a starter, I think that'd be a mistake. Um, you know, but, you know, like you said, Cuervo, if Kyle Kuzman is going to be the guy that's going to be dispersing the ball, and if he's allowed to do that, Cuervo, and that's, that's the great big if, because LeBron James, I, you know, we can sit here and talk about it all day long. I just don't trust this guy not to be the egomaniac to put Kyle Kuzman on the side and say, listen, boy, I'll bring up the ball myself. I, and I don't know if if LeBron James has that much uh, discipline to say, let Kyle uh, dish the ball. So that's going to be – see, I'm, I agree with you 100% on where the Lakers are going to be because I don't think the Lakers are going to be the Lakers that gets into the playoffs and are dominant in the playoffs with that kind of thinking. I just really don't. And, and whether or not I'm right or wrong, I guess it will be remain to be seen. But if LeBron tries to take this team over and does not give the other guys the opportunity to produce, to be productive, to be a guy that could lead the team with LeBron, then this team is doomed before it even signs Dwight Howard, so it's really irrelevant. The Dwight Howard signing is only a good thing for him as far as depth out on the uh, on the basketball court. If you're going to have some problems with Davis, you being in uh, foul trouble, you can bring him in here. But when when I hear uh, Dwight Howard, I don't hear starting starting center for the new uh, for the Lakers square vote. Do you are am I wrong in that thinking? Do you think? No, I think he is going to start. Who who's going to start wow. over him? McGee? I, I don't know. I, you know I, 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 you know, I, I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, you know, you know, but at the same time, you're talking about a guy that hasn't really put a lot of minutes out on the basketball court. Can you expect him to be the starter? That's my thinking. Oh, I'm not, I don't know if he's going to be an effective starter, but I think he's going to start. I think he'll wind okay. up being at center. You'll have Davis at power forward. Obviously, LeBron's at the small. Kuzma well, that's is going to be point guard. He likes to play right square vote. Davis says he likes to be the power forward and more so than the center. You know, I, I think I think that's why the, I think that's why the signing might be happening is because that the Lakers, uh, you know, front office realized, wait a second, this guy's not all that thrilled about being the center. Let's do something about it and keep him happy, mm-hmm. and he can play the power forward position. Yeah, I mean. I think the Lakers would have been fine even without Dwight Howard, but um, I mean, this just kind of adds a little bit of, uh, you know, a little extra mix. And, and I think I think the Lakers will be competing for a playoff spot. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think they're definitely going to compete as long as LeBron stays healthy, and uh, you know, he doesn't sit out 20 games because he's just pinky toe. 
Like, yeah. Absolutely. I think the Lakers will be fine. I, I don't see how this. I, I don't see how this hurts them. I, and I've been reading, reading you know certain articles and things like this that that you know the sign that it doesn't make any sense. Well, of course it does. It, it's it's bench depth in reality. And if he doesn't start, I mean, who could be a better sixth guy off the bench than Dwight Howard, diva or not, Todd? You know, in reality, I mean, again, if this guy provides 10 to 12 points a night and gives them about 20 minutes in a game, then that means that you're not getting a lot of minutes to some guys that they're going to lean on when it comes time, crunch time, to get into the playoffs and, and where they're going to be as far as seeding when it comes to the playoffs. I, because, I, you know, listen, last year I thought they would do it. I thought with LeBron they could get the job done, but I, I overestimated who LeBron James is. I really thought that he could change it, but LeBron James alienated his whole basketball team, wanting to trade everybody else to bring in a new team. Why would anybody want to play with the guy who's already there going, listen, you you know, it's really simple. When you talk basketball players and you talk guys that are out there, okay, when when you're LeBron James, you are the, listen, I get who you are. I know who LeBron James is, Jenny. I do. I do know who he is. Okay, but when I say that, I know who LeBron James is. I mean, you're talking about the biggest egomaniac that's out there. I'm sorry he is. You can see it. it, Just this right there tells you exactly who he is. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can make it that simple. Sonny Clark, yeah, and what you can't see on the video is I'm clapping the hand in this, the, the talcum powder going everywhere, all that crap. All this, look at me, I'm LeBron James crap. This is the kind of thing that usually can tear down basketball teams. All right, and and the simple fact of the matter is when you start talking about guys and when you're talking about trading a whole team to try to get one guy, it, it comes down to one thing, Cuervo, when you are one of these guys that they just want to get rid of. In, in reality, and if they can't, if he can't show that respect to his basketball team, I would have wanted to be gone as well. So the fact that they're retooling everything to make James happy um, in reality, and I did the old air quotes to keep James happy, you know, sooner or later keeping, quote, unquote, James happy is going to be a detriment to your basketball team. But the talent that they are actually putting together, if they can figure out how to play Cuervo, I think the Lakers could really make make a play in the West. No, I mean, I think they can do, Sonny. It's just, you know, as long as they stay healthy, as long as uh, everyone, I mean, everybody gets along. I mean, obviously that's important. Uh, so that'll be interesting, too, to see how everybody kind of clicks together. Uh, you know, it's, it's always it always looks good at the beginning on paper when you have all this talent on one team. But that doesn't always mean that they're going to click together and that they're going to play well together because – once they start playing together, that's when they start to know the real, you know, version of of those guys. And I agree. You know, just like any any time a super is built up and and whatnot, we always wait to see like, okay, how are they going to mesh together? Um, and I think this is no different. So before people get overly excited about what the Lakers are doing. Um, you know, let's just see the first, you know, let's see how they do the first 20 games of the season. See how Absolutely. they get along and, and, and how long they, or how well they uh, they kind of feed off of each other and, and stuff like that. So, um, 
You know, and don't give me that. Well, they played together on the All Star team. Well, that's different. You know, it's it's All Star. It's entertainment. And, and that's crap anyway. That's crap it anyway. Is. No it, one it cares crap. about the All Star team, and especially especially with the new way they're doing it. No one gives a rip. I'm sorry, they don't. I, I maybe and maybe I'm not listening. Maybe I'm not watching. But I'm going to tell you right now, the NBA All Star game is a waste of three hours to take your time to watch, or actually two and a half hours. It's a, it's a complete utter waste to watch. It's stupid. I hate popularity contests. I hate that, um, and I hate the way they're doing it. Hopefully, they'll get away from that crap and get back to what real basketball is all about. The problem with the NBA is they're getting away from what real basketball is, and they're making it more so about the guys that are playing the game instead of the teams that are playing. And that's one of the problems with the NBA. That's one of the reasons why sometimes it's actually hard to watch this this sport is because it's not about the sport anymore. It's about the it's about the guys, and they don't have respect for the teams and when all that changes hopefully it will and maybe I'm too old school to realize that it's not going to happen it's hard to watch this sport but I will tell you I am intrigued I am intrigued with the Lakers and and mainly is that I want to see if LeBron James can grow grow up after last year if he doesn't see what has ended up happening as far as what people think about him okay as far as other players and stuff, he gets their guys, and maybe they can bring something. But it's how he does it, how he presents this season, Cuervo, is so important, I think, to LeBron James because we've talked about it before on this show. This guy's no spring chicken. This guy is on his way out, Jack. And if you think you're going to get LeBron for the next five years in Los Angeles, you better hope and pray. Make sure you get some knee pads so when you go down and pray, Okay, you won't scrape your knees because you're going to need to do it two or three times a day if you expect LeBron James to last five more years in the NBA. Yeah, and it's going to be a rough, you know, three, four, five years. I mean, I don't know if LeBron is going to continue to produce like he has been or like just, you know, like the guy that we're used to seeing as as being the most dominant player in the game today. Uh, Is he still going to be productive? Sure. Yeah, he'll be still be Is he going to be 30 points a game, though? Yeah. I don't know, especially with now that he's got Anthony Davis next to him, who's going to be asking for the ball a lot. Uh, you know, Dwight Howard uh, will eat up about 10 points a game, 12 points a game, like you mentioned. So I, I think LeBron is, is, you know, those days of seeing him average 30 points a game and, and all that stuff, I, I, don't, think, I don't think you're going to see that anymore from him. Not with this roster. You're going to see 20 from him. I agree. Yeah, 35 years old. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, this guy's a spring chicken. I mean, if you, if you, God, if you can get three more years out of LeBron, I think you've done something. Not only that, okay, think about this. Guys played more minutes probably than anybody. I, I mean, I don't know what the record is, but the times that he's been putting in, I mean, this guy's playing 40 minutes a night, Jack. That's, that's too much. And especially at his age, and 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 not only that, if you not more than last year, Cuervo, I don't know if it was last mm-hmm. year or the year before, it was one of those. This guy's complaining that he's tired. Now, okay, all right, I was I was informed that he wasn't complaining more so than making a point. Well, I'm sorry, there comes a time when you're making a point turns out to be complaining. And that's what it is in my eyes, but that's just me. But at the same time, you know, if you're the Lakers. I think this is good for you. And, and it can give rest to vital players as a LeBron. Listen, I'm not saying that, that, that Dwight Howard's going to go and be a superstar. He doesn't have to be. 
Now, they're going to pay for the name. There's no question. I don't know what the contract is or anything else, but they're going to pay for the name. Let's be serious. It's not going to be what he probably could get somewhere else. But listen, Dwight Howard needs more money like he needs a hole in the head. So for him to go play for a little bit less to play on a team that has an opportunity to maybe make the playoffs and maybe make the finals, you know, why not? Let it do it. I, it's a good move. I, I, I really – listen, the, the Lakers haven't been doing anything good at all regarding their, their positioning and grabbing up of players in the last four or five years that make me say, hey, watch out for them. I think this move really in reality makes me say, hey, Watch out for the Los Angeles Lakers, and and they're, I'm not saying they're going to win the finals or anything, but they're they're uh, they're in there. Now, I want to talk about a, a story that has and why it hasn't gotten a lot of speed, Cuervo. I, but we didn't get the opportunity to talk about what's happening over in Sacramento as far as the Kings are concerned, and their head coach and Luke Walton. Folks that don't know, there's been an investigation into Luke Walton and the fact of a sexual assault and things like this. I find this a very interesting situation, and I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring it out, and, and, and this is what we do. Okay, Sometimes we'll create a little controversy in what we're talking about, but Luke Walton – Right now, this is a, it says the team in the league began a joint investigation back in April following a lawsuit that was filed in Los Angeles by former sports ca- uh, caster Kelly Tennant. Uh, now, the team and the uh, other people, they quote-unquote elected not to participate in the investigation based upon this available uh, evidence that was presented. So the investigation quote-unquote deemed that there was no quote-unquote sub- Sufficient bias to support the allegations against Luke Walton. Okay, now I'm going to say it, and it, it's going to get controversial, and I don't care. But I'm going to say it straight out. If this was a black basketball star, the story would not go away. And I'm putting it out there because I th- this goes to exactly what what uh, you know African Americans in this country are talking about. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Cuervo, if this was an NBA basketball player being accused of this, this story, first of all, wouldn't go away. Second of all, there would be suspensions all day long based upon the, uh, the, the look of the NBA and what reputation of the NBA. This guy is getting a clear walk, Cuervo, and I'm sorry. It's about this. It's about the skin. I'm telling you right now, this, this story should not go away based upon if this was somebody in the NBA that would be accused of this and had black skin, the story would never go away, Cuervo. It would lead every single night until it was put to rest, Cuervo. This is a big mistake, and it's saying a lot of bad things in my eyes. And, and this is just me. Listen, I'm white, and I'm even saying this. You want to talk about what what – African Americans are talking about as far as the white the, the white supremacy and the the you know the white advantages. This is a classic example of it, Cuervo. This is a mistake. They need to keep on this until this thing really goes away. Right now, I think it's a big mistake. Luke Walton. First of all, this guy still has a job. I, if you think that any um, uh, mediocre basketball player with black skin that would be on that basketball team, they would have sent that guy packing, Cuervo. This is a miscarriage of justice, and I think it's a problem. You know, Sonny, I normally uh, normally I don't like to get into this t- uh, type of conversation, and normally 
I don't like using the uh, this card, but I think I have to agree with you this time. I think I think I'm with you on this one. Now, are you talking if it was a player, an African American yeah. player? I, I, even if it was a coach, African American, it doesn't even matter. That's, I'm talking about the skin. It, it, it doesn't even matter. This guy is walking. Straight out walking. No one's even talking to him anymore. This investigation is in reality closed. And this, I, I can, April, May, June, July, here we are, August. Are you kidding me? This would lead every single ESPN Sports Center until it was down and out. And we haven't even heard about this. And this is a total miscarriage of justice. You want to talk about this is a classic example of what black American, uh, uh, um, African-Americans are talking about. And, and this right here, this story is blown away. No one even – I had to find this, Cuervo. They, this one has been so buried that it, it, it's ridiculous and – but, you know, I, I don't even know who a mediocre, uh, you know, African American black player is. But I'm telling you right now, it'd never go away, never. Right. And, and you know, it, and again, I mean, normally I don't like to to bring that, you know, use that. But I think I think you make a very good point. Um, but no, that's what I. Was I can't, can we talk? I mean, forget forget about the fact that you know, if it was a player, if it was a coach. Yep. If it was a, any other coach, you know, that that was not white, uh, I would just say not white, not necessarily African. But say it was a Hispanic coach or, yep. you know, just a non-white, non-Caucasian head coach probably would not go away, like you said. Now, if you remember, Sonny, this, could, this might be Conspiracy Cuervo coming out. Ooh. What from what I remember, you from don't, what hey, I conspiracy Cuervo don't come up very often. Yeah, I know, I know. But hear me out for a second, and to everybody listening right now, isn't this part of the reason Magic Johnson walked away from the from the job uh, with the Los Angeles Wow. wow. Do you remember this? I do. Wow! Because I didn't even think about that, Cuervo. He kept he kept pushing to get Luke Walton out of there, and nobody knew why. No, and no joke. Two days later, after Magic leaves, this story came out about Luke Walton. Wow! That wow, Cuervo. That's not. That's not conspiracy at all. That's common freaking sense that I just didn't even think about. I didn't even know about the timing. That that you know when when you say I don't know if anybody saw it on the video. My face just went blank because that's a revelation, and, and it, it just goes to what it just goes to what everybody's talking about with white privilege, Cuervo. It, it really does. Right. And, 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 and listen. Listen, if the guy is innocent, I, I guess I feel bad, okay? But I'm going to tell you right now, there's just no way this report goes away. And, and it, it, it's, it's so horrible. It, it, it's, 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 almost, it's not almost embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And it proves the point. And, and I will tell you right now, the fact, and I'll put this out there, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, Jay-Z, and they're not talking about this. 
regardless if it's the NFL or not, this is a prime example of what they're fighting for. And the fact is, and not only, and not only that, Luke Walton didn't spend one minute behind bars about this. I'm going to tell you right now, if this was back player, someone would be in jail. There would have been arrests out there. I'm sorry, there would have been. I, I just, you can't convince me that this is not part of, part of what they're talking about. And I will just say this, Colin Kaepernick, Jay-Z, and all this, and we can argue about all that, they dropped the ball. This is not just NFL. This is NBA. And the fact that I had to find this story, Cuervo, and, and this goes back to what, exactly what everybody's talking about. And, and Colin Kaepernick, Jay-Z, and everybody who should be yelling and screaming about this, where are these guys? And because there hasn't been one word about this coming from anybody. I, mm-hmm. I, I did, again, I had to dig to get this story to read. I was like, wait a second. Really? I, you know, and, and it is. It, it, it's just exactly what's going on uh, in this world, and I would have I loved for them to get up on this. Now, listen, I, listen, Bill Walton, you know, listen, I love him. Uh, you know, you go back to the gay day. I mean, the, you're talking about, you know, a, a Celtic. You're talking. Listen, I love it. I love the. I, I love what this whole story is. You know, as far as who the player is, of uh, the the father of who the play, the person is being, all that. I love Bill Walton, uh, but at the same time, I, I it just. Uh, the fact they just they just rolled all over this and they haven't made this a point of interest to talk about, it it, it, it I think they're missing an opportunity, Cuervo, whether it's Colin Kaepernick or anybody you know, that wants to talk about this issue. Mm-hmm. And you know that could be part of it too, is the fact that you know Dad, who he is, who he works for, and the reputation he yep. has, um, yeah, you know we can't we can't ruin yep. his rep because his you know his son wants to you know, put his hands places that they shouldn't be, uh, can't keep his hands off of uh, individuals, if that's what happened. I mean, I don't yeah. know how true it is. But that being said, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it sure is something to talk about. Yep. I, I would love for that. Uh, the, I would love to hear that on first take. I would love to hear the stories and, you know, and, you know, and Todd, Todd, Todd even says it right here, being the son of a daddy of basketball all over media, the daddy being Bill Walton, you know, I see cover up too. That's exactly what I'm seeing here. And I, and I think this, this is, you know, and, and you know, Cuervo, you know, this wasn't more than a year ago, Cuervo, that we were talking about on this show. Okay. Opportunities being missed. Where are the rallies? I mean, I, I'm all for what they want to do, Cuervo, but I, you know, I'm not hearing enough stories about this. I'm not hearing enough about rallies. I'm not hearing enough. Maybe, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't expect that. But I'm, I would think when you got guys who are talking about this issue, okay, all gathered in one place, making a lot of noise in one place. Where, where's the media cameras? So. Are they mm-hmm. actually having these rallies and the media is not showing up, which I don't think is the case. You can sit here and argue about the media not doing their job, not covering this because of this, not because of that. But I tell you right now, if you've got a bunch of superstars in the NFL uh, or wh- whoever it may be, okay, out there talking about it, I think you get cameras, okay? Um, there was uh-huh. this, uh, 
I, I saw something, uh, you know, I only saw one instance. Uh, it was a defensive white player, his, um, uh, Howie Long's son, and, and another one talking about one, one thing. That's all I've seen, guys. That's all I've seen. And, and, and I want to see him to make some noise about it. I mean, if, if this is an issue, and it obviously is, that, that yes, somebody's going to have to lead the way. I don't know. Is it Jay-Z? I don't know. Maybe can he put more attention on it? I don't know. I don't care. I just want to see more action because right now, you know, that, and that's the talk about Jay-Z. He's coming in to try to take over for it. I'm, a, I'm one of the firm believers going, what is actually going on? Because I haven't heard the story. And again, I might have been blind to it, but I don't think the media has covered this story up to where they wouldn't have had a camera out there if you had about seven or eight NFL superstars out there making noise about it. Just something tells me that that wouldn't happen, and I could be wrong. Maybe I got this white influence on me that maybe the the media is all white and they just don't want to hear the story. I don't know, but I would think we would have heard something. Yeah, you you would think – I, I, Have I, I just I missed any Cuervo? Have you been hearing a lot of stories about it? And maybe I've just missed it. You know, I am the hardest working man in sports radio. Maybe it just went over my head and I didn't hear it. But we do a sports no, show that's... every Sunday, Cuervo. We do a sports no, show every it's... Sunday, and we haven't led with this. No, not at all. I mean, you know, it, it got brought up after after Magic uh, resigned. Um, yep. And then from there, it was it was about a week. It went for about a week, maybe. Um, and then mm-hmm. it just went away. The, and that's when the investigation started. Boom. And the only reason it's being brought up now is because the investigation's over, as you mentioned. Yeah. How this how this could be over so fast, so quickly, that's another thing. Yeah, conspiracy couch is out on this one. And, and the fact that I didn't even think about the timing, because you're absolutely right. Magic Johnson was trying to trying to dump this guy a long time ago. And now I don't know if the executives, as far as the Lakers are concerned, going, well, maybe we should have listened to magic a little bit. And and, yeah. it, it, that, and it's a viable question. Yeah. And listen, you know, the, the, the cover-up story is that him and Rob Palenka, the general manager, didn't get along. And that, and that might be true. I'm not that saying might that be that's true. not true. Um, but I'll tell you, I think the real reason is because he wanted he he um, he came across the I don't know how to say it, but he came across the knowledge about what happened with Bolton and this this allegation. Yep. Um, he, and he probably knows some truth to it, but of course he's not going to say it. Um, and he wanted Luke Walton out of there. Jeannie Buss, now you would think. If anybody's going to stick by Magic's side and take and take his word, it would be Jeannie Buss, right? Yep. Well, you would think that didn't, she put him that in that position, Cuervo. So that didn't happen. Magic got upset, felt betrayed, and said, "No, f this, I'm out." I think that's how it all went down. I think it is too, Cuervo. I think you hit the nail on the head squarely. Because, you know, this story, oh, man. And not only that, I think, I think Magic seen where it was going to go. And that's yeah, why and he, he wanted no part I, of I it. I don't believe He wanted no part yep. of it. Absolutely. See, and sometimes I, I, I won't give Magic a lot of credit. 
I, sometimes I won't. I think that's the guy that lives on his name, rightfully so. I mean, he's one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. So, you know, living on a name, I Top get five. it. And getting jobs because of your name, I get it. But this guy's smart. Okay, he, he took over the Dodgers. I mean, he paid overpaid. Remember, remember, everybody said he overpaid. Mm-hmm. Now, guess what? The Dodgers are worth six billion now. Okay, so let you know. Right. If if we want to talk about how smart this guy is, he is smart. And if you don't think so, you know, you need to rethink about it because it's simple. You know, we can sit here and talk hey, about can, his can intelligence, but he is so on it, and that was the reason why he got out. I think this reason, right? year is the reason why Magic Johnson is not in the position of holding that. He can sit there and lean on all those stories and put it out there politically correct, but in the back of that mind of his, this is the thing that probably took him over the edge, and that's the reason why he's not there anymore. And I don't blame him, Sonny. I mean, you don't want to be a I don't either. that type of a mess. And, and, and yep. I bet you if he was it's still there, you know, if he was still there, they're not going to go to Jean- They haven't asked Jeannie Buss any questions about the whole situation. They're going to go straight to Magic. Yeah. Yeah, and Magic's not the person to ask. He wasn't involved with it. The person to be right. asking would be Jenny Bush. Or, or, you know, you, 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 listen, all day long, they should have been on that. And, and I, someone dropped the ball big time, not by a little, but a lot. And, and it just it wow. just goes to show, exa- yeah, someone dropped the ball. And, and uh, I don't no, know who Sonny, it was. Sonny? What if it was Rob Polinka? Good point. Good point. The guy's a snake. I'm sorry. He's a snake. I, I've never uh, – yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the things that I've heard about him and, and, and the way Magic talked about him. The guy's a snake. Yeah. So not only do I think he knew something about this whole situation, I'll be damned if he wasn't part of it too. Yeah, I said it. I agree. Yeah, I said it. Yep. I agree, hundred percent. You know, there's something that smells, and let me tell you something. It's not the vinegar, okay? It's not the thing that cleans, okay? It, it's something stinks. And, and and by the way, Magic came out and said, "Listen, you guys want him? You can have him." I love that interview, by the way. He was as candid as he could, but I'm going to tell you right now, he did that interview with Stephen A. Right? He did that interview with mm-hmm. him, and, and yep, it was yep, a good interview. Yep. And he was yep. candid, but I think, and smartly, by the way, stayed away from this 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 uh, Bill Walton thing, so he could get out mm-hmm. clean. But I agree with you, Cuervo. I think he knew something about. He knew it was going to come down. The timing of this is so impeccable; it didn't even you know register. When I when I read this, it actually infuriated me. It made me mad. Uh, made me mad that this investigation's over because you, you you can't convince me for one second that you know I, I don't even want to say LeBron James I mean it just I don't even want to say a name but it don't even matter who the name is if there was some black skin involved with that whether it be a coach whether it be a, a player this investigation would not be over and someone would have at least got their fingerprints taken there were no fingerprints taken here Cuervo zero okay so you can't yeah. tell me that white privilege is not in play here on this thing and and, and by the way I'm going to even put this out there Stephen A if you're not on this story on Monday morning you are dropping the ball too 
You need to get on this story and bring this aware because if Sonny Clark can find it and see it, you should be able to out of all people that are out there. If, if need be, listen to my archives and bring it up on Monday morning because he's been quiet. We haven't heard from him. I, I can't believe oh, I, we I'm, haven't heard from Stephen A. Smith. Oh, I, I'm sure, Sonny, I'm sure it, it, it's Sunday. It's the weekend. I'm sure he's collecting data right now. And I think Mon- I think tomorrow morning he's going to be ready to fire. I, I think I, he'll be ready and, and to listen, go. Listen, if he is not, he's dropping the ball. He and, and here's another thing. Let me just put this out there. Or yes, Stephen A. Smith as a whole. He's got a, exactly. And, but out of all the people that has a responsibility on this story to get it out there and make sure it doesn't go away, Stephen A. needs to be there. But as Todd just put it, I was going right there. He won't because guess what? He's going to protect this. By the way, in case you don't know what this is, this is my wallet. He is going to protect that wallet. Listen, I don't think this story is going to be brought up. And listen, I will give him all the props in the world on next Sunday's show if he brings this up and doesn't let it go away. And and you you know, say whatever you want. Stephen A. is the NBA guy. And if he doesn't see this as an NBA Funny. guy – I don't. What side of the bread is his? You know, what side of the bread is buttered on his side? You really think Stephen A. is that concerned about his job? Do you really think that? You don't think he could leave I, ESPN today and not have a new job within six hours? You don't think he could? Absolutely, Cuervo. He could. But the question is, is would he want to? Because guess what? Let's say he goes to Fox. Does he become the first fiddle over at Fox, or is he the first fiddle over at ESPN right now? Right now, ESPN is holding on to Stephen A. like they that they don't have anything else because Stephen A. is ESPN right now, and I hate to say it because it makes me mad, but it is true because if he went over to Fox, he's just another dude that can do a show. Well, I don't think he would go to Fox. I think if he goes anywhere, it would probably be NBA TV. Because Fox already has uh, Chris Broussard, who used to be on ESPN, yeah. who's a great, who's yeah. a great reporter, by the way. Uh, very great. well respected. He's very good. He developed into a real good NBA reporter. Yeah. So, so it's not like Fox is hurting for guys that have like NBA backgrounds. But I'll tell you, to have a guy like that on the NBA network or NBA TV channel, whatever it's called. Uh, that would be huge for them, you know, because yep. their 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 cast of guys, you know, it's they're okay. I mean, they're not great, they're not terrible, but I think if they were to get a guy like him on the NBA channel, I think they would get a lot better ratings, just because yep. of the the interviews that he would be able to pull in, um, you know, just similar to Ahmad Rashad back in the day. Uh, when they when yeah. NBC had him, good point. Uh, you know he was able he was able to get all. I mean he he always had Michael. I mean yep. that was a guarantee. So that's what made NBC so great because Ahmad Rashad yep. always had his interviews with MJ. So yep. I think Stephen A has that capability to be that guy. Uh, you know in today's I mean he, and he has he's proven it. I mean he's gotten you know magic on the show. I mean the interview with Carmelo Anthony was great. Um, you know, in the past, uh, you know, he's he's done a lot of things NBA-wise. I mean, so, I mean, hell, he knew he knew LeBron was going to go to team up with Dwayne Wade in Miami two years before it happened. So, Absolutely. I mean, I'm telling yep. you, the, guy, this the guy's, guy's in got the his know. resources, and he knows. Exactly. Yep. 
agree with so you 100%. I think, yeah, I think NBA TV would be where he would go if anywhere. But, yeah. I don't know. Well, Cuervo, we've done it. We went through three hours here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Not going to go into overtime, but I want everybody to keep track. This week it starts a very busy week on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we start our coverage of the 2019 Rally at Eagles Varsity football team as they go open up a new $64 million stadium in Prosper, Texas, as the Rally at Eagles go up against the Prosper Eagles and opening up a brand-new facility the second year in a row they've done that day opened up the new McKinney one last year. They're opening up this year as well. So very interesting stuff there. Um, make sure you join us for the pregame show. Uh, we also have our coverage of the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team play-by-play along with the Eagle Eye, Bill Cerna, and I will be on the call, and then we'll turn right back around here and be ready Sunday, our last 12-3 to 3 in reality. Um, so we'll be doing that, and then we go a week after that from 9 to noon. We'll take you up to the NFL kickoff of week number one. So that's in two weeks, and again, following the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team for the rest of the season. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Cuervo, thanks for being able to join us and riding the ship on in. I appreciate it. Here's a 90-second minute. That's what I get to hear in my ear. So there you go. Cuervo, thanks for joining us, my friend. Oh, you know I wouldn't miss this for anything, Tony. You enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for everybody for listening in. Definitely, and watching as we did the Facebook Live, I was able to bring Cuervo in on the speaker. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show for the three-hour extravaganza. That is that being said, on the Couch Potato Sports Show, we'll catch you next week. We'll see you a little bit later on this week for Al Eddie Varsity pregame show and play-by-play. And then we turn around and do it next Sunday. Everybody have a good one. We're out here. Bye-bye. How do you turn this thing off? I don't know, Sonny. How do you turn it off? I don't know. There we go. (laughs) Oh, 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 shoot. I just had it. You can do it, Sonny. There we go. We're out of here. (laughs) We're out of here. (laughs) Bye-bye.